welcome to the Biggest Roast Battle Podcast, everybody. We're here, we're queer, we're drinking beer. Lots uh, of beer. Yes, you know where you are, you love it. Uh, I am a, one of your hosts of the Biggest Roast Battle Podcast, the new and improved Biggest Roast Battle Podcast. My name is Marty Clark, I'm the host of the Biggest Roast Battle uh, and to my left, as always, I'm going to say that now, just to start it up, to my left, as always, is the one and the only Tyson Purcell. Hey, hey, happy to be here. Yes, this is a new panel, so we're going to introduce ourselves, but before we get to that, to my right, we have the current reigning champion of season two of the biggest roast battle in Madison, Wisconsin, the biggest roast battle in the nation, it's Ben and Brown. Hey, guys, hey, it's awful to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, oh, perfect. Eat a dick, Ben. Yeah, that's right, guys. This is the chemistry we want. <laughs> guys, we are your hosts of the biggest roast battle podcast. This is the first one. That we are doing with the new setup here. Uh, we are talking about the uh, the second roast battle of season three that we do. We change it. It's now at the Comedy Club on State, one of the best comedy clubs in the nation in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, we're talking about the June roast battle here. We're gonna go over the roast battles. We're gonna go over who they are. Uh, we're gonna play some clips, talk about their jokes. So tell your friends, guys. Tweet us, uh, like the Facebook page, all that good stuff. Uh, this is uh, again a new venue. We're at the Comedy Club on State. Season three, biggest roast battle in the nation, guys. Because I know LA is done in the belly room of the comedy store, 80 person room. New York is at the uh, New York comedy stand, that is a 110 person room. So, comedy club on state, biggest roast battle in the nation! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Purely based on population, though. Purely based on population. <laughs> of who will show up. That's right. Um, but uh, we're going to do this first one to kind of introduce ourselves, guys. We're going to do this one. We're doing this one in studio. We're switching to live roast battles or live biggest roast battle podcast after this. We are going to be at the Rigby Pub. It's going to be, uh, the address is 119 East Main Street in Madison, Wisconsin. The third Thursday of every month. We're going to be there. We're going to have guests. We're going to have two roast battles that are going to be fighting. Those guys are going to be a little bit newer comedians. They're going to be fighting to make it to the biggest roast battle at the Premier Comedy Club on state. But... Like I said, this is the first one. We're just here to introduce ourselves, guys. Uh, new panel, new things. Go back and listen to last season. It is fun. It's me and DJ Sauce and Tucker. But we have a whole new panel here, guys. Like I said, I'm Marty Clark. We got Bennett Brown and Tyson Purcell. And uh, let's introduce ourselves because uh, a lot of you got we got some new listeners. We're gonna be live streaming this on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. Tinder, I guess. Is that a thing? Uh, it is for us. That's how we're doing podcasting. That's how we get laid, guys. But let's do a little intro. We're going to call this first segment. We do segments here, as you guys all know. Uh, this first segment that we're going to do is going to be called the Big Dis Interview. Uh, so we're going to talk about ourselves and kind of introduce ourselves because, uh, I mean, you guys know me from the last podcast, you know us from the show, but for all you listeners out there, I know there's people listening in Austin, Texas, people listening in Ohio, I know my aunts are listening in Michigan, sorry about what I'm about to say, um, but yeah, let's talk about ourselves. Let's start with uh, the new, uh, the, I, I call him the new DJ sauce over here. To my left uh, is Tyson Purcell. What sums me up the most is... In the Madison Area Comedy Awards, which was the most farcical thing ever, was I Marcus. got... The award for most advancement through non-comedy related skills. So I believe I'm only on this podcast because I know how to edit audio and uh, put this shit together in post. So you know, you, uh, that's going to be my primary role. You help out more than anybody else. That's right. You do, you do uh, all the poster design for pretty much all of my shows. Uh, you do it for a lot of other people's shows. You run your own shows. One of the more prolific comics in the scene. Like let's um, you start a little bit later in life than most comedians. It's true. So I'm 41 now. I started uh, years just, old. Or waist, waist size. Oh, yikes. <laughs> Actually, I think I started off at 41-inch waist size. and it, I've What? Lost weight. I've 41? Lost weight. 
Yeah, I was up to a 41. So you were like a 41, 32? Yeah, uh, 41, like 30. And like maybe 29. Who knows? Like, I don't think uh, you want the first number to be bigger than the second number. Yeah, I don't know I how know. clothes it work. It's terrible. Yeah, I'll write down my measurements and show you guys. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, like uh, I started uh, like in the the waning months of my tw- of my 39th year. Uh, a 40-year-old comic came into comedy a little bit late, but I love it. Uh, I was thinking about it. That's how um, Rodney Dangerfield, he wasn't. He didn't start doing his, his shtick until he was 40, in his 40s. Yeah, and even still, he got no respect. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. And I don't expect respect anywhere. So, uh, <laughs> expect respect. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, you, how long? It's been only you know, a year, year and a half, two years that you've been... It's, it's, it's coming up about a year and a half I've been doing comedy. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's been going pretty good. Uh, I think... I've just got to throw myself into this. I love it, uh, and I love all aspects of this. And the reason why I'm like passionate about and happy to be on the Big Dis Roast Battle podcast is because it was my very first booking I ever got was on the Big Dis Roast Battle. It's one of the nice things about the Big Dis Roast Battle is it gives a lot of the new comics their very first ever like showcase appearance and. Yeah. Because you have to write roast jokes, it teaches you to write a tight joke. Oh yeah. You know, I did not know how to do joke writing before I started doing roast battles. It was all basically I'm gonna ramble for a while and tell a shitty story. Well, you know what's funny, to I know no laughter. I, <laughs> I know we met at the Argus, but the first time you and I really uh I'd say connected was that year um you had a you had a birthday thing at the Argus, right? Your birthday roast? Yeah. And all your friends were there and then you were like I just went to show up because you said there was going to be stage time for people, and there was like, I mean, your family and friends there, and you're like, can you please write roast jokes about me? And I did. I wrote like ten to fifteen roast jokes about you on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> and, and of my brother as well. I believe. I think you. I did roast your brother quite a bit. Yeah, it was fucking hilarious. But you know, like I was pretty new to the scene, but I just was like, oh man, I just want to throw myself into this. Is the I love comedy. Mm-hmm. What would you say are your influences in comedy? You know. Oh, influences in comedy. Like I'm a dark comic. Uh, if, Oh, he's a white comic, but yeah, Woo. Uh, <laughs> like. But when it comes to comedy, I tend to like try to be like dark comic on stage. So my influences are like Doug Stanhope, mm-hmm. uh, I, Dennis Leary. I remember the first time I heard "No Cure for Cancer," which then you start tracing that back and you realize mm-hmm. he's a ripoff of Bill Hicks. And then uh, <laughs> uh, you know, like George Carlin, that sort of stuff. But um, more recent influences, I actually really like Beth Stelling. Uh, oh, she's she's, she's really great. Dating Sam Morell and. Also, uh, I don't know if you guys watch this, but you should do this as a service to yourself. Watch all of Joan Rivers stuff. Joan Rivers, huh? Joan Rivers. I'm more of a fan was, of Joan Lakes. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> the, the nice thing about Joan Rivers is she's been doing comedy for so long, and she stayed relevant up until the day she died, for the most part. like I, I You can't that. name anybody else in comedy that had that long of a career and actually stayed doing relevant jokes up until the end. Everybody gets dated, but... She was right. Like, I honestly, I put her on my uh, Mount Rushmore of comedy. Huh? And she did roast too, didn't she? Oh yeah, dude. She mm-hmm. like she would roast fucking everybody. Like right. uh, in her 2012 special, they were introducing her, and uh, the guy who inter- introduced her is like he said every single minority, and then so like, and if you're feeling like offended, and then she ripped the microphone out of the introducer's thing. She said, "Lighten the fuck up!" And like it's <laughs> just, and then she went on stage and produced and like went on this tirade, and she hit every single group and like mm. making fun of everyone equally right right yeah joan rivers why not yeah no that's um but no we're happy to have you seen you did the um the ian's mic for a while you do your bittersweet show um it's quite a bit that you are a part of and producing you're also the uh the uh the in-house dj and performer at my uh, skinny dip show yeah dj nuggets dj tyson nuggets like the chicken like the chicken um but no it's been great um having you seen i'm happy to have you on the podcast because you've been nothing but fun uh to work with this whole time 
And yeah, no, this is going to be a fun one. Um, he is going to be the mic to my left and the mic to my right. You guys know him, guys. He won season two of the Big Dis Roast Battle. It started at the Rigby and ended at the Comedy Club on State. Before we moved season three there, you know him, you love him. It's Benny Brown! Yeah, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Great to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Roasting, you know, it's it's my full time job. Yeah, because you're, uh, you're from what a Saint Saint Louis. Yeah, I'm from Saint Louis a little bit. Louis. Uh, <laughs> Saint Louis, Louis Louis. Um, it's I'm from Southern Illinois. That's where I grew up. Is that where Saint Louis is? It's in Illinois. A lot of people don't know that. Saint uh, Louis is. Yeah. Get out of here. No, there's a city called East Saint Louis, Illinois. Ooh, I heard about that yeah. on Ferguson. Yeah, it is a place <laughs> that is violent. Uh, sure. But you know, nice people live there too. And guys. you brought that up here. Yeah. <laughs> they great at football. <laughs> They win state in football every year. Terrible in NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not a good NASCAR city. Yeah. <laughs> but Southern Illinois, great NASCAR. Well, you've been doing oh, comedy for uh, for a little bit more than, like, what, two, two and a half years like, now? Yeah, about two and a half years, something like that. I started when I was 21. I'm 24 now. I remember uh, my, my first um, experience with Bennett was at Bright Red, is that right? Bright, Bright Red, Red Studios. That's yeah, right. I used to come. That was Nick Hart's old mic where we would just uh, smoke um, jazz cigarettes. Yeah, unofficially we would. <laughs> yeah, unofficially in an art gallery in BYU. BYOB, BYOJS, jazz cigarettes. <laughs> and then we would all just get high and drink. Cig- oh, like, can we rewind the tape? Do you think cigarette starts with an S? Uh, <laughs> I, run a spe- I run a spelling bee, so yes, I do think cigarettes. That's, so- that's on record. No, wait a second. I, I have to be. I'm staggered. You said you're 24? Yeah. How the fuck do you have that much gray hair? Like, you know how much as silver as I am. Yeah, for the folks at home, I'm gray. (laughs) I found my first gray hair when I was 16. I found my first gray pube when I was 21. When's the last time you've been carded? Uh, Have you ever been carded? I used to get carded because I got gray hair way before I got facial hair. So it's like, uh, it was weird. It was like, they're like, is he dying it? You're transitioning into a wild thing. Yeah. <laughs> now I have like an ugly beard. And they're like, oh, maybe he just had like a burn thing. It he is ugly. Like, like yeah. there yeah. are some patches. Like, yeah. you know the connectors between your mustache and beard? Bennett doesn't have them, but yeah. everything else is great. It's, right. like it's a great beard for yeah. podcasting. You look like, like if Drew Carey was Italian somehow. <laughs> I will take that. That's great. <laughs> But I, I mean, I you've been uh, prolific after that. I mean, you started off at Bright Red. I mean, you were going to the club a little bit here and there. But then, um, I mean, uh, obviously, the first year of stand-up for anybody is tough. But you uh, just in the last year and a half, you got, you got uh, what, a weekend recently at the club? Yep, I did that my birthday this year. That was super fun. Um, mm-hmm. I Yeah, I guess when I started off, I went to open mic at the club. Uh, like, every so often when I could do it, I was a student at the time. And then when I graduated college, I did it uh, as much as I could. So... Oh, yeah. Kind of hit it as hard as I could after like seven months or something like girlfriend. that. Girlfriend, yikes! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why she left me, and I got so good at comedy. Uh, <laughs> That's where real comedy comes um, from. <laughs> no, yeah, comedy really. Uh, if if you guys are listening and you're like, what would be good for my comedy career? Get your heart broken. Uh, yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. Have someone shit mm-hmm. on your soul, and uh, <laughs> and it, you would be surprised. I didn't think anything funny would come out. Like <laughs> honestly, like I just did a set at the club last night and it was all about like you know it's the fucking Taco Bell bit and like how I was cheating <laughs> on a shit ton and it's the most deadpan way I did that and got offered my first Thursday Hell there you yeah. go there you go so, so yeah, take, yeah. A, take a page out of uh, Rich Damore and Roy Rush's book and just act sad yeah just beat yourself down to a pulp um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I feel like I'm um, well, where do you think where do you think not to cut you off where do you think your um, roasting came from because I never knew you as a roaster and then you started at the fountain we talked we'll talk about later in this episode but yeah. started out at the fountain when we first started roast battle season one and like i don't know where that came from because i knowing you when you first got started i didn't think like bennett would be great at roasting and then you won season two right and i think the people 
like, and handily too. Well, right? when I when I started doing comedy, I mean, I was super quiet, and I feel like I am super quiet in new social situations full of people I don't know. But right. if like group of friends, not the case. But uh, I think <laughs> roasting, I roasted Mike Schramm the first time, and it, <laughs> it was this. So this give you an idea of when I started roasting. Harambe had just gotten shot. Uh, <laughs> okay. Also, back when yeah. Doc Phipps' joke was actually yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, my first yeah, the first roast joke that basically won it for me, and which I made me like roasting. I was like, uh, so Mike Schramm, the guy I was roasting at the time, he worked at the concession stand at the zoo. So I was like, uh, uh, the difference between um, Mike Schramm and Harambe is if a kid falls into his exhibit, they have to shoot the kid with pins. <laughs> <laughs> he missed, missed the punchline. He missed the punchline. They, 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 have to, they have to shoot the kid. With penicillin. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so no, I remember when he first got started in roasting. I was like, I was like, damn. And then just in the past, I mean, like ever since, and you know, since uh, since bright red happened, it's just been it's been onwards and upwards from then. So um, it's been crazy. I mean, you won season two. That's why we brought you back on the podcast. And you're also going up against Stevie in the. Uh, I know. Get ready for that. Maybe number one versus number two, but going up in uh, episode four of season three of the Roast Fight out at the Comedy Club on stage. It's no. season three. Episode three. That's the one. We're getting drunk, guys. You'll, yeah, you'll hear it. Our right. seg- at the end, after we talk about the battles, our third segment, that's our drunk segment. So uh, yeah. get ready. That's when we uh, try to offend everybody. But no, it's been great. So yeah, no, we added uh, we added two new mics, guys. We got Tyson Purcell and Bennett Brown. And as you know, I am your host, Marty Clark. I host the show. Uh, I host too many things. I, I host the Spelling Bee, even, I th- even though I think cigarettes starts with an S. Um, I host the Spelling Bee. I host the show at Occupy Brewery. Uh, I host this... Um, uh, what else do I host? I mean, the Rose Battle, the, the local showcase. Keep before. track of it, you guys. Yeah, it's too much. Occupy show, uh, and his parents uh, don't love my me. strip <laughs> show. My parents hate me, guys. We'll talk about that. But um, yeah, I'll introduce. If there's any new listeners, I'll talk a little bit about myself here. That's, I'd love doing it, but not that I love talking about myself at all. Yeah, even though I'm sure oh, right please make me talk about myself. Um, no, I started. I, I went to I went to UW for school for six years because I'm a piece of garbage. And then uh, I had this girlfriend. Let's call her Megan. <laughs> That's who she is. Uh, I won't say her last name. It's Tar. And uh, cut that out. <laughs> no, don't, leave it in. Probably won't. And uh, yeah, no, me and she. Um, so I, I started EatStreet.com. If you remember that, anybody? EatStreet.com. I, I did that, and I did a lot of stuff at UW. And then uh, my girlfriend broke up with me. I started doing stand up, and it's been um, it's been downhill ever since hey, in terms of my credit score. <laughs> to be honest, it's been rough. But no, I mean comedy's been great. I think what's funny is so um, I started before both you guys. I've almost been doing this five years now. Uh, up here in Madison when I first got it started there was almost no shows in town like there was a like people wouldn't run monthly shows every month it was more just like random like you just throw a one-off show up Monona Terrace or a one-off show here and there uh and then me and um this guy whose name I'm not going to mention started the show at the Great Dane and then that kind of just grew and every, everybody realized oh you can just start your own shows like we built uh, quite the comedy scene in Madison like when I first got it started there was maybe 30 comedians in Madison. Now there's probably, I mean, there's 150. What? Yeah. I mean, there's at least 60 that sign up at the club. I mean, I run the Argus open mic every Monday at 9 PM. There's like upwards of there's 25 to 30 plus every week. Now it's pretty crazy. Um, and then, yeah, I know Madison's turned into a great scene. And so that's why it's got like, I love, I love being in Madison. It's going to be hard for me to move. I've lived in Madison for about a decade now and it's, um, it's been great. It's been a good time. Um, All right. I got a question for you. What, what is your favorite self roast? Mm. Favorite self roast. I do. I mean, you guys know it. I do open out quite a bit because I, I have a beard and a crazy hair. I do say I'm, I, I like to go on stage and I, I let it die down and I go, well, everybody, I'm the bad guy from Home Alone. 
And uh, it usually kills. It yeah. usually does kill. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I let that sit in. Uh, other than that, I like, so I got this one actually. David Fisher, who we'll talk about later in this episode, he gave me one rec- or a while back, but he said I look like uh, an Amish guy going undercover at a frat house. Oh, I love that joke. That's a good one. I like, um, what are some other good roast jokes? I like, uh, I look like this. I wrote this one. I look like if, because I have a kind of ch- mutton chops, I'm like, I look like if Wolverine's superpower was sexual assault. I like saying, um, I look like if, uh, oh, God, who's the guy from, um, what's that movie where they play gay volleyball? Oh, are you talking about Top, Top Gun? Top Gun. Nice to see you. The homoerotic volleyball Danger zone. Uh, and then what's the guy's name who plays not Goose Maverick? Oh, uh, you're talking about Tom Cruise. No, who plays Goose? Then? Val Kilmer. Oh, you, Val Kilmer. No, Val Kilmer plays Ice. Ice Man. Goose is Anthony Edwards, and apparently I am the movie trivia. You're guy gonna here. be the reference guy. Now. He, he, he only knows movies with shirtless volleyball scenes. <laughs> I just watched the one scene. To be honest with you guys, I've never seen the movie. Um, but I'm I used to say that. I'm getting a chub right now. Actually, I, I, used, <laughs> I, used, to, I used to say that one is I look like Val Kilmer transitioning into a lacrosse stick. Yeah, that was, that was a fun one. But I love roasting. I always was good at roasting. I like making fun of people. And so that's how I got into roasting. And we had the roast battles at the comedy club. And then I was like, well, I heard about the one in LA. And I was like, let's start this thing up in Madison. Let's do this. We have a good comedy scene here. We got a lot of funny, good joke writers in Madison. Why don't we do this monthly? And I had the fountain as a, um, if you guys remember Tucker from season one and two's podcast, Tucker was a bartender at the fountain, which is how we kind of got to know each other. And it was right across the street from the club. And I'm like, let's just go out there after the roast battle or after the, uh, Open mic, the big deuce at the comedy club on state. Started out there. I did that for about eight months. Moved to the Rigby uh, pub. Great place again, 119 East Main Street. Fantastic place. That's where you have a lot of shows there. And then just recently, finally moved to the comedy club on state. But that's how I got into roasting. I love it. I listen to podcasts religiously. And I want to thank everybody out there who's listening to this. Uh, but yeah, that's. I just wanted to intro everybody here so you guys get a little bit of a feel for us. Um, we're doing this one in studio. Go ahead. And also, like one of the interesting things about this new lineup is actually everybody who sits at this table does run a show. So we're all That's active true. doing stand-up. That's right. I'm also a shepherd. None of these guys are shepherds, but uh, just thought I'd plug myself, you know? <laughs> yeah, a, he sounds like what you do shepherd, every night. Isn't a shepherd a term for an old guy who fucks young gay dudes? Yeah. yeah I mean, that's not my, what's happening in my situation. It's more of a shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some real sheep there, but... Uh, hey, uh, pull the wool over your eyes. All right. Uh, but no, so that's how I kind of got into everything, and... Um, Thank you guys for listening, because let's go in and we're going to talk about the podcast, or we're going to talk about the roast battle that happens in Madison, Wisconsin here. It's, like I said, one of the best roast battles in the nation, if not the best, suck it LA and New York. It's great. Come out to the comedy club on stage. It's the last Tuesday of every month. We have amazing shows there. Beforehand, we have a local comedy showcase. Uh, again, last Tuesday of every month, but that's what this podcast is, guys. We're going to talk about the roast battle in Madison. We're going to riff a little bit so you guys get to know the comics in Madison, and then hopefully you guys come out. Like, we travel quite a bit. Uh, I know I've, I've done now comedy in, uh, in 17 states, which is pretty crazy. And so if you go, you'll hear about us. You'll see all of us doing a lot of comedy around the U.S. It's been fun, but come to Madison. We have a cool scene here. Best roast battle in the nation. Um, but yeah, we're going to take a, take a quick break, talk about the roast battle in Madison, Wisconsin, and talk about the last one, because it was a fun show. I mean, both of you guys were there. Good time. It was fucking great, but yes, mm. you do need to pass me the whiskey but if, for this next section. <laughs> oh, we're about yeah. to get drunk. We're, uh, we're going to talk about the roast battle, and then after that, guys, we're going to do one last segment where you get to know us a little bit more, talk about some sex stories, some uh, period stories. Yikes! You'll hear it when we get there, guys, but uh, guess what? This is the biggest roast battle podcast in Madison, Wisconsin, guys. Welcome. This is going to be a fun ride. Come to the live podcast we're starting next month. Thank you. Let's talk about the podcast. Let's talk about the roast battle. Thank you. All right. Let's get into the battles. This was a fun one. This one was um, our, our, what was it, May, June? 
You guys were there. June, June, June baby. Yeah, season three, episode two. That's yeah. right. June of the biggest roast battle that we moved to the comedy club on stage. It was great. This was a fun one. Big crowd, a lot of fun. We had some ups, some downs, but I'd say all in all, one of the better ones. My dad came to this roast battle. Oh, that's uh, right, the was, White Devil. Yeah, the White Devil, his uh, first experience <laughs> at a roast battle, and he liked it. So that is a huge uh, stamp of approval. Oh, yeah, and I mean, moving into the Comedy Club, it's great. It's just such a bigger venue than the other ones. I like the intimacy of the fountain and the Rigby, but the Comedy Club, it's just bigger. I mean, the show's growing into something huge. If that club fills up, this is now the biggest roast battle in the nation. Um, but let's get into these battles, because this was a fun one. We had five battles. I made this one, and you guys have both done the roast battles before. I made this one much more strict on the rules. They have, like, five jokes each. They can stack. If they go over a minute, then we will cut them off. But, which we haven't had to do yet, because people have gotten the rules down. So we got a bunch of rule followers here in Madison. Yeah, yeah. we do. A bunch of rule followers. Uh, let's jump into it. We have the five battles we had. I'll just go over which battles we had, and then we'll jump into the first one. We had Mickey Morello versus Will Eisenberg to start it off. Put that one up top because both those guys have been doing it for a while, and I know they both put in quite a bit of effort. That was a fun one. Then we went Rich Damore versus Scott Schaefer. Another fun one. Scott's a little bit newer in town, so this is, I think, his second one ever. And Rich is just, I mean, he's a champ. I think he got up to number one last year, ended it at, I think, number four. He killed last year. Rich uh, is the king. Rich is the king. We'll move right along after that is Tyson versus Tyson right here versus Tyson Purcell versus Glenn Whittacombe. Glenn Whittacombe. That, uh, that was a fun one, but I don't know. Of all the, all the five we talked about before, I think that one was a little bit down. But we'll get into it when we get to that point. After that, we had another great one, though. We had Adam McShane against Rory Roosh. Woo! That was my personal favorite one of the night. Easily, that is, I think it's probably the best one that I've seen in a while. Oh yeah, oh, no, yeah. going through these, we marked the jokes that like we want to play the clips of, and that one was like every other joke. That one was too good. It was amazing, uh, and then we ended with the headlining battle, the battle of the Davids, David versus David, David Fisher against David Schenlinger as the headlining battle, which was fun. But let's start at the beginning here because this was a great, uh, great roast battle that we started out with here at the, uh, at the comedy club, the second one of the year. But let's go back to Mickey Morello versus Will Eisenberg. Before we get into their jokes, let's talk about it a little bit. I mean, we all know Mickey and Will. Mickey's been doing this a while. Last season, it was unfortunate he couldn't do the um, the tournaments. I mean, not unfortunate for Bennett, who ended up winning it. Woo! But he's been killing it. I think he went 4-1 or 5-1 in Season 2. He just... Yeah, and I think his only loss was his, his rookie battle. Right. No, he beat Stevie. I think it was his rookie battle, and he lost to... It was like either Co. Uh, I think it was Cosmo or Joey. I think it was Cosmo. It was Cosmo. Yeah, because Cosmo had that joke. Mm -hmm. You look like you majored in sports bloopers, and that was like the one. That oh, won that's that one. so good. And Mickey's great. I mean, Mickey's such a such a, a just a joke writer. And then he went up against Will Eisenberg, who also Will puts I think maybe more effort into this than anybody in the world. Will writes joke after joke after joke. I know he runs them by you, Tyson. Yeah, he does. I mean, like uh, Will and I are kind of. Uh, uh, a comedy workshop team and he does write a lot of jokes and uh mm. yeah. wow there's there, there there are some that do not make it on stage and i'm glad they don't yeah. but like, <laughs> he's got ups but i love you will <laughs> tyson and will madison's uh losing his comedy workshop 100 <laughs> <laughs> true uh, I, I would just like to real quick i'd like to say something about mickey so mickey Please. had mickey had to miss the tournament this year and he was talking so last year i missed the tournament and I right, talked. You were at butt sex camp. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it's the same time every year. So, uh, <laughs> number two. Uh, I I told Marty yeah. that I would have won had I been there. Mickey's talking up the same game, having missed this 
tournament. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not making predictions, but this come uh, May, you know, we might see Mickey Morello. I think it's the whoever misses, you know, and has all the hype. <laughs> yep. That's who's going to win the next year. So no, I, I think that's how it's going to work too. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of front runners. I feel like every year the normal front runners are usually Bennett, Stevie. I mean, Mickey was a front runner. Rich, Rich, obviously. I mean, Cosmo does well, but he doesn't. He didn't do it as much as Mickey. Mickey's just had. Other than Will, I think Mickey did it maybe the most, maybe other than Stevie. I think it was Stevie, Will, and Mickey were all up there. But, um, but no, this was a great battle. Let's and, talk about what they look like. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, and both of these guys are friends, too. I mean, like, mm-hmm. uh, Will, Eisenberg, Mickey Morello, and myself, we all hosted a mic together for a while. So, like, we all right. know each other pretty well. But Will and Mickey know, do know each other very well. So I was expecting to get some good kind of inside details. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that my favorite roast about Will is he looks like Rachel Ray fucked Smeagol. He's extra virgin everything. That's my favorite. Because <laughs> he is. He's a virgin. I always call him when I bring him up on stage. I call him up as uh, Teen Jesus. Because he's got that uh, that crazy hair and uh, he's a, I don't know, he looks yeah. like an IT guy for like a church. Yeah, I mean, he looks like, <laughs> if, like, like the white supremacists like illustrated a Bible. They draw Jesus like him in his teen years. I don't know. That's <laughs> and, you, and you guys, you'll hear it in the clip because it, it, go look up a picture of Will after hearing his voice mm-hmm. because you hear his voice, you know, <laughs> and you're like this, this, you know, weird, uh, like colonial affect, right? <laughs> it, it's crazy. Yes, uh, he is. He looks very distinct. Yeah. He <laughs> yes, his pronunciation uh, out the wazoo. And then Mickey, on the other hand, is just the most goofy looking guy I've ever seen. He's got the mustache. He looks like a toddler that has just somehow hit puberty way too early. Like I brought him up once as he looks like the um, head of the frat, Alpha Beta Chia Pet. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. definitely. I mean, one of the things that he's got going for him is when he steps on stage, you want to laugh at him. Mm-hmm. I, and I would say Mickey, I, when he started off, he did not have – he, like, adopted a certain persona, I would say, about seven months ago. Very confident roaster now. He is. He's a confident yeah. roaster. And so that's what they look like. Let's get into the jokes. This one, I mean, would you call it close? I don't know if I'd call it close. This, uh, the, no. I would definitely say that it, <laughs> it, it started off where Will – I think he had his best jokes at the at the beginning and had a steady decline where Mickey mm-hmm. just continued to gain power throughout the thing. Oh yeah, I think you talked about it before. He got a little bit um he got a little stack happy. Will did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little stack happy. Just a couple when when the tags don't work, it's like if you if and if a joke kills and you get a clap break, end it. Like you don't have to add one more joke to end it. But we'll we'll get into it. So I like Will. He started off pretty good. He said Mickey looked like Alvin ate all the chipmunks. Yeah, that was a good one. You know, the Jonas Mothers. Um, then Mickey came back with some good ones. He said, uh, he said, he looked like the oldest active Neopet user for Will. I like that one. Which is great. That was a fantastic one. He looks like he, um, he paid all cam girls to write all his jokes, which was great. Uh, let's play, I like this entire clip of Mickey's, Mickey's second joke when he put two and he stacked them together. The career bowling alley and the growing out uh, the ferret thing. Let's just play that clip. I mean, it's a career, you guys. Don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Will, you look like a career bowling alley attendant. <laughs> There you go. Now, I, I wanted to say something. Uh, good jokes for Mickey there, but 
Mm. Uh, he, I, I have noticed this. He he uses ferret at least once a roast battle. Does the he word really? ferret? Yeah, he does, and he used it twice in this roast yeah, battle. He says ferret he, twice here. Yeah. Really? Now, he now to be fair, Will is maybe the most. Ferret? Yeah, to, yeah. Be, to be ferret. Uh, <laughs> Will is probably the most ferret looking dude. So you know, <laughs> like, So if ever there's a time to double down, but it's like he, I've heard him use it in situations where. Well, I will say Will has Will's one of the better. I mean, Stevie's definitely the rebuttal champ. I think also the cutoff of people's jokes champs but will has some good rebuttals like after the neopet thing will said he's like you look like one of the neopets i own yeah and so will has a great rebuttals um he called him a professional kazoo player um yeah i uh, mean and also when it comes to will's rebuttals like i think that he does really stand out there but i think he could also tell that he was getting behind so mm-hmm. he tried to rebut everything and i think yep. that you should only use rebuttals when you know they're gonna land because right. he did have some very good rebuttals but he also had ones right. that did not help right. him. And I have noticed, I mean, Benny, you're the champ. You're the current reigning champion. Like, you don't really rebuttal that much. No, I'm always looking down at my book. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, I don't know. Not like I'm giving sage advice. But I only, do re- no, I only don't do rebuttals because uh, I don't have the attention span. <laughs> <laughs> well, same <laughs> with Ritz Demore. I think that, that like, delivery and persona on stage, that goes a long way because it just shows the crowd confidence. When you're like, is that all you got? Like, that just goes a long way because then they just think, like, oh, he deserves to win. He knows he won. And so, Will, and when a rebuttal doesn't work, it just, it's almost, I don't know if I'd say harder than when a joke doesn't work, but it really doesn't bode well for you. It hurts. It hurts your feelings. Uh, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does. But they had some good ones. I mean, uh, Will had the mom joke. He said that, I like that Rick Astley joke of uh, never going to give you, never going to give you jokes. Uh uh, one thing, Will had a bunch of jokes where he stacked too much Mickey has bad hair jokes on top of Mickey's bad at comedy jokes. Yeah. And I think a lot of people there just didn't have, had not seen Mickey do comedy, so they don't uh, really know what that's like. That's but. one of the people people are going to have to, or one of the things people are going to have to realize moving this to the comedy club is, there's no offense to like the people in the scene, but a lot of the people at the comedy club may or may not have seen all of your stuff. Like, this isn't the inside of roast battle that used to be at the Fountain where it's 40 comedians. This is at the comedy club where there's 150 to 200 people, maybe maybe 50 of which know who you are and have seen your comedy. And so it's uh, it's changed the game. I mean, it's more strict. It's changed the game. It's harder to stack. It's um, it's tough. But Mickey, I, I don't know. Mickey's just such a good, he's a, he's a wordsmith. Like he said, um, he was nominated him for Queer Eye, but he's too far gone. Uh, Randy, Baby Man Savage, like... He had some good ones, and then Will, I, you know what, I will say this one, I will say this one, Will <laughs> used the thing about the terrorist bombing joke, I just don't uh, like that, people do that all yeah, the time. that happens constantly. all the time, and it's like, mm-hmm. and Will's delivery really doesn't do well with a very trite joke like that, but what I will say, best joke from Will at night, uh, do we have a clip? The mustache one? Yeah. You look like you dropped out of college before you learned how to grow an actual mustache, but after you gained your freshman 50. (laughs) Seriously, guys, it looks like the rest of his mustache was detained by Trump at the border. Yep. Yeah. Detained at the border. That's great. Great joke. That's the thing. So Will, he didn't do bad. Like like I said, Will has, Will write 50 jokes and then narrow that down to like his top like 15 or 20 and there are a lot of one-liners some people people just have different deliveries like you'll hear when you go to david fisher's battles his is more like one roast but it'll be like a 45 second roast to get to a punch sign whereas will will do like you look like this you're this and then you did this which does work for some people but guess what that's it makes it harder because if all if two or three two or three of those jokes don't work then you're fucked rather than if you just you know do one joke in that minute Mm-hmm. And so it's tough, but then um, then Mickey ended. I think it, a lot of we're going to come back to this a lot, but it's a lot about closers. Cause, I mean, it's the last thing the audience hears. Will had a rough closer. 
I did like the two and a half chins joke about like two and a half men. I, I like, thought two and a half chins was funny. That wasn't bad. Um, but then Mickey, I mean, Mickey's just funny because looking at Will, he looks like he wrote as Will, or as Mickey says, he looks like he writes erotic Digimon fiction. Fan funny, fiction, yeah. Stuff. Or entered at SeaWorld. It was great. And I mean, you heard the clips, what it came down to it, Mickey took it. Yep. Yep. Congrats to Mickey. I think that was his second win of the year. So he's coming out strong in season three. We will, however, I will say this on the podcast: the uh, the rankings are coming out after the. I always wait till the third battle of the year because there's no point in putting up rankings before then. But after three battles, uh, it's going to be hard for Mickey not to be in the top like three or five. Yeah, that's that's true. And I mean, I think he was like four last year or something at the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me. I just want to say this officially on record: if at the end of the season, mm-hmm. uh, Mickey comes in at the number one seed, I will Tanya Harding his kneecaps. Okay. <laughs> it's on yeah, record. Is now. That understood. It's on okay. record. Take yeah. that, Mickey. Tag oh, him so in. Get it. ready. Dumb you bitch. know, call him out. Everybody who's listening. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, then Will falls to zero and two in season three. That's right. He did, I think he's definitely suffering mm-hmm. from uh, like roasting fatigue because I believe. Yeah. Yes. that he had the most roast battles in season two oh, yeah. because he had as many appearances mm-hmm. as Stevie did. And then he did, And then in the tournament, mm-hmm. he had what two or three roasts in the tournament. Right. Well, he, yeah, he beat Stevie, which was the biggest upset of season two's tournament was Will Eisenberg. The nine seed beat the one, or I think she was the one seed or the two seed yeah. Stevie, which was crazy. And so he's obviously got the chops to do it. But I think, yeah, it was that roasting fatigue. He did so many. And then he went to Milwaukee after this and lost to Brian Yorty. Which, uh, no, I mean, Yordi's done this before. If you listen to the old podcast, Yordi is kind of a newer comic. And if I were to guess, like, I 100% believe that Will would have beat him. But Yeah, I would say for advice to Will and his uh, roasting fatigue, I'd say take a couple months off, come back, and mm-hmm. then lose one, you know? Yeah, <laughs> then lose one. <laughs> yeah, so that's what it came down to. And it was just, it was too much. Mickey had too much firepower and uh, too much chops in his belly. And Mickey ended up taking the first battle. So that's right. That's how it worked. But let's move right along to the second battle. This was a good one. This one had some ups and downs, but I think. I think this one also had a clear winner for sure yeah there was a, yeah i don't think it was close either no i it's, it actually makes it easier for me because i have to i base it off the audience's vote and so when there's a clear winner it makes it so much easier for me and every one of these battles had a clear winner um and uh but we won't get to that no foreskin shadowing rich damore versus scott schaefer um, so Scott's from Kansas City, tall drink of water, you know, yeah, he, he's a good looking guy. He's the uh, kind of guy who, and he does, he admittedly likes Creed and Nickelback. Yeah, he played college <laughs> basketball, you know. He's he? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, where? Fucking somewhere, I don't like know. Like D3 internet school? Yeah, like. Is that what people call it, internet yeah. school? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kansas City school for the blind. Yeah, that's what it was. But no, he just looks kind of like kind of a bro-y guy. I mean, he's just been a bro. He looks like the kind of guy who carries around a koozie with him everywhere he goes, yeah. and he does. Right. That's just a real thing he does. He's right, but also, mm-hmm. I'm also just as guilty. Me and Scott went and saw... <laughs> Uh, Shaq DJ for right before Ario Speedwagon. If you guys, if you guys ever get a chance to see that, you're fucking liars because you'll never get a if chance. You told to see my, that. If you told my dad that you went not to see Ario Speedwagon but to see Shaq open for them, then yeah. my dad would beat both of your asses. Shaq was, <laughs> Shaq was so pissed to be there. Uh, was, could, uh, why wouldn't it be? It's like a State Farm <laughs> obligatory American Family or whatever. Right. Anyway, yeah. So that, that's Scott. And that's Rich Scott. Scott. Rich Damore has like a, I mean, he's sad bod. He's dead bod. I mean, we talked about him a million times. Look him up, Rich Damore. Look him up on Facebook. He's been doing this. One of the most prolific uh, roasters, and I think he's got the most um, like specific roasting delivery and um, and formula. 
Yeah. Like he, Rich yeah. looks like uh, John Stamos if the Olsen twins were actually his daughters. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Or nieces. Right. I mean, he's got a, he's got a, he's got a belly. I mean, he's uh he wants so you'll hear about it in Scott's joke, but he's he's a, a past a pill addict, I yeah, guess, way back addict. in the day. But now he's got a wife and kids. I mean, he's killing it. But um. Yeah, that's Rich Demore. And they're both, like, uh, established comics because Scott's been doing it for a while. He's only been in the Madison scene for uh, just over a year, I think. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. but, and Rich is, you know, he's you know he's a fixture in Madison. Well, comedy. Rich is great because he splits his time between Madison and Milwaukee. He lives right in between. Not to tell you where he lives, but he lives right in between. He splits his time. <laughs> his home address is. <laughs> yeah, he's got two kids named... Um, but Scott, he's a, but he's also a fixture too. Like Scott is a regular at the Looney Bins in like Kansas City and like um, I cannot say Louis Wichita and stuff. So Scott gets out there and travels. So you could tell it's funny because Rich has had so much um, preparation and been doing the roast battle so many times that I'm surprised Scott was as good as he is. Well, I mean, it's also interesting because when you're talking about uh, comedic style, they are polar opposites because oh, yeah. Rich is very uh, precise with his wording, he, deadpan delivery, deadpan, and yeah. where Scott is from the school of more is more and uh, yeah, so Scott, he's loud and, like, Scott would headline a frat house <laughs> that's the kind of joke that is, which is great like he does well he really kills like I've had him so, on a lot of my shows he's one great. thing to bear in mind when you're listening to clips and, and hearing us talk about these jokes is Rich incorporated a beautiful physical bit in this uh, one he's the best at props I've yeah. ever seen he's a big Easily. prop guy mm-hmm. he, uh, he so he read all his jokes off a of legal pad and then after every couple jokes he'd flip the legal pad but on the reverse side when he'd flip it over it had like an additional roast so if you hear people laughing weirdly in clips, it could be because he's right. revealing. Which know. was crazy to me because I had no idea that was happening. Yeah, I, never, <laughs> like, I didn't see that I was behind out. him and then I, I just, I hear the laughs and I'm like, where's that coming from? And then I talked to him and I realized, oh, it said stuff like, you know, Scott sucks dick or like yeah. all that kind of stuff, which is just, it's those kind of like little things that brings Rich over the edge of awesome. I mean, he brought out a tuna can for God's sake. That's true. That's Rich true. definitely brings a level of gamesmanship to what he's doing it with roast battles. Rich has literally gone online and bought shirts that are just like, I can't, I can't remember which one. He's just it's like had a $15 roast. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He will spend no, money. He invests in every roast. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. does. And if I go to Kinko's, get shit printed out. You uh, will. It pays off though. Yeah. I mean, it really does. Um, so that's what they look like. Let's get into their jokes a little bit because uh, Scott started out and he did stumble a little bit in the beginning. He did like, he called him, um, he called Rich John Snow if he never came back to life. Um, which is kind of a foreshadowing to later when he called him, um, who's a, he's a cook guy, uh, Anthony Bourdain now, um, oh, yeah. that kind of thing. I did like, well, Scott did say, no, no, Rich said that. Rich said that. Oh, Rich it, did say that. Yeah. Scott did, um, touch on the pill addict thing, which <laughs> after the jokes, Rich did Here, say they were the best. Let's play that. Let's play the clip. Yeah. The pill one. I don't know how much I say this. Rich is getting into pills, but like now I feel like he's just addicted to everything made by Pillsbury. <laughs> <laughs> Did your dealer, like, treat you like a dog and hide all the pills inside of food? <laughs> oh, shit! That's the best pill joke I've gotten yet, so... Yeah. I mean, that's one of the best pill jokes I've ever heard. That, yeah, I thought I thought I was really pissed that the audience slept on that joke. I well, was that's like, because he stumbled in the beginning of the delivery. Sure. But yeah. Like once you get it, it didn't get the love it yeah. really deserved because it was a really well written joke. It's yeah. just the delivery in the first half. Right. It was. And he stacked it on. He stacked it on top of a shit sandwich for and, the rest of the joke. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing with Rich though is he's got like he's got the Will Eisenberg um, stack happy, but all his stacks are great. Like Rich's first joke was like give it up for Lurch. And then the cell phone kiosk joke, he looks like a like human truck nuts. Human truck nuts, I like. Yeah, like Rich, he stacks them and they're all good. And then like when Scott says something, Rich, like he, he did the, um, he circumcised his own name. He would, uh, Scott called him, he was like, yeah, Rich would actually do really well on Tinder as the ugly friend in all the pictures. 
Yeah, he's that's a good one. He's got good ones, but then um, it's good because then he lost them. We all know <laughs> yeah. where he lost them. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think we can play the clip on that. No, yeah. that's just we get shut down. Yeah. And that's to save Scott from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Scott, you're welcome for your career. <laughs> uh, after it was funny because that's kind of rebuttal Rich does. Like he he did a real like I wouldn't say racist, but it, there was a touch of racism in it. Yeah. And then Rich just like the audience gave the reaction of like ooh, and Rich just came back with. Well, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was a good rebuttal. Yeah. Uh, and that was probably my favorite rebuttal of the night just because it was so true. And the <laughs> audience is very into it. Yeah, yeah. Rich is so adept at just reading reading the room and knowing what he has to do. And he does that. Like, Rich has had jokes fail before, but he wins them back because then he's just like, all right, fuck you, and moves on and then wins them right back. Yeah. And like I said, he brought out the tuna can. He asked him if he could because he's talking about his teeth. He's like, if you could just swivel around. Um, Scott's got some big teeth. Yeah, and then, I mean, it, it, again, a lot of it comes down to the closer. I will say a lot of why I think Scott may or may not have lost this one is because of that race touchy joke um, but then it comes down to the closer like this one's just kind of a it's an easy joke he's like uh, I just want to make it clear to everybody Rich is not a gay comedian only his jokes suck dick and it's like alright then he lost him on the, he said something about right. the Anthony Bourdain suicide thing yeah um, it got pretty weird but then I like I like my favorite of Rich's joke let's play the end um, the Kansas City barbecue one yeah alright I, I rip on this guy's comedy but I have to watch it first <laughs> oh, oh. Kansas City, everybody. Kansas City. Is he wearing anything that says Kansas City on it tonight? <laughs> Kansas City, they're known for their barbecue. If your comedy was the barbecue sauce, it'd be ketchup. <laughs> yeah, ketchup. I mean, you can hear the audience on that one. Rich had already won by that point, just so everybody knows. But that just pushed it over the top. Like, Rich, if you remember, on the last one that he flipped over on his little legal pad, and it said, I win. Yeah, right. So those are the kind of things. They just It's a delivery. Rich is just too good. I mean, he's a legend now in the Madison scene with roasting and just normal comedy. And uh, congrats. I mean, obviously, we talked about it, but Rich ended up taking it. I still have a roasted Rich. I hope to bury him someday. I know. Maybe. I can't believe you haven't I, roasted Rich before. I was hoping to catch him in the tournament. We didn't cross paths, unfortunately. That's right. Um, but I will make it rain. <laughs> Ooh, I can't you even talk. Like, I'm so like, angry. You sound like Scott trying to get up the joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will make it a tornado on Rich with props if he tries to come to me. Okay, <laughs> All I, I will bring four <laughs> duffel bags full of props. You're saving up money yeah. right now. Yeah, <laughs> juggle diamonds while I rush. He's the prop king. We've seen props fail and do terribly, and Rich is the only one who can make it work, and he does it. Okay. Bennett's driving Uber just for like a prop budget. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Prop, prop budget. budget. Yeah. Yeah. Rich won that one. Let's move around, 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 along to the next roast battle. The next one, uh, again, was somebody sitting right here. This was the one and only Tyson Purcell against Glenn Whittacombe. <laughs> this one, as we talk about, this one we're kind of going to rush through because as we talked about this one, it kind of was one of not the... Not great. Not Pretty great. Wah, wah. Yeah, we'll let Tyson kind of go into it. He was there. He broke jokes and delivered them. Yeah, um, so uh, mm. I think that what really kind of plagued this particular battle was... I did something that was, uh, I was trying to take a page out of uh, KC and do a little defense. So I changed my wardrobe. I typically, when I do stand up, I wear like a shirt and tie and slacks and that sort of thing. It's Mm. part of my stage persona. And Glenn wrote a number of jokes that probably would have landed had I normally wore what I regularly wear on stage. But for roast battles, I'm trying to like mix it up and have some defense. So I just wore... T-shirt and jeans, and it limited his jokes, and I think right. it rattled him. I think it lost some of his 
Yeah. Uh, uh, well, that's a good point. I mean, let's talk about that for a minute. That's a good point because defense is huge in this because, I mean, Casey, like you just said it, Casey did it too. He used to dress like a hipster magician, and then on roast battles, he would just wear a V-neck and jeans. And so everybody would assume he's going to wear that. People have done it with beards before. Like, if they have a beard, they know they're going to make the roast jokes about their beard. They'll shave their beard the day of and then not show up till the battle. Right, like I'm a fat guy. I like to totally. lose like 20 pounds before every roast battle. <laughs> then you put them right back on after yeah, the battle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I put in my pocket. Uh, but no, I mean, that's a good strategy, and you did, because, I mean, Glenn, we'll talk about you guys and what you're doing, but just to allude to that, Glenn's first joke was you look like you just came back from crashing an Iris funeral. And so it's like that might have worked if you were wearing your suit, but yeah, it, yeah, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't land just because of that. Right. And then you gotta like, be able to adapt too. I mean, as a roaster, you see he's not wearing a suit, adapt. And, and to be fair, uh, I'm red green colorblind. Me too. And uh, me three. I was. Podcast just got a new theme. Yeah. <laughs> colorblind, <laughs> baby. But like. Uh, <laughs> I was looking at his photos, and I don't know if it was the monitor color, but for some reason I thought that Glenn had red hair. So I wrote ten jokes. Yeah, of I, was, I, was, red hair. I was gonna comment on that. Like, it's, uh, yeah, ginger, yeah. please. Yeah, is he not yeah. a ginger? I can't tell. So yeah. like, apparently in the summertime his hair bleached up. But like, when I got there and looked at him, I was like. He didn't have it right here at all. And I, I was like, I had to cut half of my jokes. Oh, I was so confused. A lot of those jokes. I was confused, really. too. Yeah. And I was doing the broasting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and folks, and folks, we'd love to play a clip for you. But uh, unfortunately, Will uh, Eisenberg from that first roast provided the audio for us. And oh, my God. And uh, unfortunately, he's Tyson's only fan. So we can't, <laughs> he we stood can't, above we the, can't the hear anything on this goddamn roast. Yeah, and uh, you, I'm, I'm telling you right now, people who are listening, we're saving you from his laugh. Yikes. Holy <laughs> shit, Will Eisenberg. Work on that laugh. I know you're going to listen to this work on it come on i mean you're not casey folks you can't get away with that shit um but i mean let's talk about the joke because i mean you had some good i can tell i mean you you know the formula you've been doing this for a while you if not put in the most work from it like will you're right up there at the top like you did discount ron weasley you did the erectus patronus thing which was great um Let's see, you did the, uh, the, no, but what was it? The Sex Life is Lemony Snicket's Unfortunate, um... A series of Tinder hookups, yeah. That's right, yep. And then, but I mean, uh, Glenn did have, I think his best joke was, you look like the love child of Roseanne Barr and John Stewart. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Like, I was, yeah. I, was I will say the one. John Stewart thing has been done. I, it's... Everybody does a John Stewart joke because I do a John right. Stewart joke in my act. Right, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, I believe I might have been the first one to do that about you, where I said, you look like John Stewart ate all the correspondence, which yeah. is funny because Lev, on your battle against Lev, did the, almost the exact same joke yeah and didn't change it even after you brought it up that right. way and uh, uh, one joke i like to point out on tyson's is uh, uh going back to the ginger stuff i wrote this down tyson had a joke where he's like glenn looks like he's the guy that he goes up to people and says what's up my ginger which already oh, that's a hard all, all, yeah already <laughs> with some hard g's and some hard r's that we had i said, I uh, said ginger. Hard, he tried to say yeah. ginger he said he tried said to ginger. say ginger yeah, but uh so we are the roast right before we already had a, a tinge of racism and then he brings that in and then you and then you take into account that glenn does not even have red Right here. <laughs> <laughs> people, people, people are like, what the hell? <laughs> it was funny. I did like your joke about you call it, what you call him? Trump's comb over became a man. Oh, yeah. Like that, it was a whole Trump bit I thought was pretty good. Mm, yeah. uh, that was the joke that I was, that joke and then the liquidating everything I thought were my right. strongest jokes. So I put them at the end. And the pro Jenga circuit, that's just a funny, that's just a funny like idea of like saying somebody was on the pro Jenga circuit and then got thrown off for quaaludes. I, I yeah, and then that he joke. tried to rebut that because he was like, yeah, quaaludes are cool. But like it, the rebuttal yeah. just didn't work there. Yeah, like, that's not how that he some opportunities, but like I mean, he's a rookie roaster. Yeah. Well, especially, I, uh, I I, th I don't know if the clip's good enough to play on this one, but uh, mm. th it's uh, 
Glenn had, uh, he looks like he's going to, he holds the mic like he's going to bite it and say, what's up, Doc? I that's hilarious. Like that that's, that's and that I've, I've yeah. since Luke at videos of me holding the mic. I'm like, holy shit, that was an astute right. observation. I will say, though, I think he ruined it because he did that, but then right after that, he followed it up with a tag that was unnecessary where he said, looks like he's going to bite it off and say, what up, Doc? Or it looks like he's sucking off Marty Clark. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Which is yeah, like, that like man, he, he, the host. he even had like another line in there where it's like, yeah. that's like, oh man, your first one was good. Right. Leave it at that. Like, just you know, learning lesson, and then he ended it with an Infinity Wars joke, which we heard two of. Two Infinity Wars jokes, I've never guys. Thought I'd hear and that. let me tell you, I'm never going to watch that goddamn never, movie. Never, ever, I ever. refuse because oh of this God. joke. Because yeah. of that joke, Glenn, you ruined that oh, movie for me. God, <laughs> I'm kidding, Glenn. No, he didn't ruin that. That movie ruined itself. But stop re- referencing shitty movies, guys. Come uh, on, it's topical. It's same with the Anthony Bourdain thing. It's tough to do topical stuff because they just won't hold up, and they may or may not work. It's well, just, it's, well like, it's hard to do topical suicide stuff. That's why the Bourdain <laughs> shit didn't work. Because <laughs> that's kind of an oxymoronic statement, but uh, but the Infinity War stuff—it's like everyone really was so sure that it would land. Everyone that did an Infinity War joke was like, "Well, guess what? Not everybody watches that yeah, movie." Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> here's the other detail too that I think that like uh, when it comes to like doing your research for writing the roast jokes, I do think that people do a certain amount of Facebook stalking because he's like, "Yeah, Tyson took his daughter to see Infinity Wars. I must have made a post about it." Oh yeah, you had to, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. like otherwise, how would he know that? And like, I have to admit, like the people who do like the Facebook research to like write their jokes, mm-hmm. that doesn't always work because Will Eisenberg has this photo of himself holding this thing that says, "I'm an English major," and he's not. And everybody and, makes and, those jokes. And everybody makes those <laughs> jokes, and it's and they get all off track. There's right. only one person who I've ever seen do Facebook research and made it land in a joke, and that was when Rich was roasting Will, and it was that absolute curb stomp kill shot about like his sister. His sister. Yeah, oh, that's so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's tough. We won't get into that though. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll do that for another time. podcast. Yeah, um, next time, real was. Right, but when it, came, when it came down to it, I mean, he's sitting right here, and I guess that that was technically Glenn's first ever roast battle. So he was a rookie, but I mean, Tyson had the chops to take him down. <laughs> that was a good one. Tyson he also, up taking he away. also did a bird. He that Tyson. He said something that Tyson uh, feeds his daughter like a like a bird mother or something. And I just uh, I guess that's funny, but it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and then he goes. He was, at least he, he was trying to say he, I, I I drink so much that I vomit, and that's uh, why I feed But then my he said, but, well, but he feeds his buddy feeds his daughter, and it's like, well, is that a roast? <laughs> or are you like, yeah, yeah, fuck you for taking care of your daughter, man. Yeah, that was um, a strange he just, one. He just needed a. Uh, I think that Glenn's got like kind of the right idea with some creativity, but he just needs to work on like his word efficiency and then knowing to end at at the funny part right and he, he's coming along i will say i mean glenn he's only been doing comedy and like after you he's only been doing it maybe six months yeah six seven months yeah right and he's been coming along like even last night if you guys saw it at the comedy club he did the thing with the guitar and i think his freebird song's funny glenn's musical comedy very good i uh, will say that yes but yeah so that was the worst battle of the night and <laughs> uh, Tyson won quite easily so, yeah <laughs> so look for look for more awful stuff from glenn in the future yeah, <laughs> exactly uh, but let's move right along because this next one is the exact opposite the best battle of the night best battle of the night. Uh, Adam McShane, who, uh, it's funny because he only did one roast battle before I moved to the club. He did, like, the second ever one three years ago at the Fountain. Didn't do any of season two uh, at all. And he went up against the one, the only, Rory Roosh. Roosh, Roosh bag. Who has made a name for himself in Madison like crazy recently. Oh, he's great. As the saddest boy in Madison. He's Madison's saddest boy. You know what's funny to me is his his delivery. It's so sad. It's like, oh, I got a tiny dick and I can't get laid and I'm bad at sex. But if you talk to him, he's the most smiley, like, adorable person in the world. Very true. 
Yeah. Now, now let me tell you something about Rory, okay? Please. Rory, Rory as the world's saddest boy. Mind you guys, my mm. dad there, you know, the Snow White Fox. Snow he's, White Fox. He's watching, and this is what my dad had to say at the end of watching Rory's set. Mm. He goes, very funny, brought out the inner counselor in me, though. You know? What do you mean? Uh, it, he wanted to to like tell to, 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 to his emotional needs. Yeah, he that's Dr. Yeah, that's a delivery. It's like you just want to hug him after his set, right? Like well, that's every because, person there. That's just because Roy Roosh knows what his onstage persona is. Right. He sells right. it. And, I mean, and, and mm. quite honestly, it works so well because he takes an element of his normal life, his regular persona, and he turns it up. Mm. So okay, well, like, well, well let's not be too complimentary. He's still a little bitch. Okay, yeah, Adam, Adam, right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ad, Adam's, uh, and then Adam is, uh, I mean, how would you describe him, though, as a person? Uh, I mean, he, I, I'd say he's a staple in the Madison comedy scene. What, did he get second or third? I know, but as, what's his personality like? He's tall, uh, he's pretty quiet. He's he, a little bit standoffish. He used to but skateboard like, in high school. Yeah. Uh, the only time I've seen him talk to people Hockey guy? Another yeah. girl, but that's only if he's. I'd like, say he's, <laughs> he seems very like like sure of himself, but also at the same time kind of a follower at the same time. Maybe that's just because he's always with Charlie Coaches. But yeah, it's, just, it's like they could. He gets so much roasting on like being Charlie oh, Coaches' other half. That's I mean, most of it. Like I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm tired of hearing those jokes. You know what's funny is that in the same vein, Rory didn't say one thing about Charlie. Didn't mention it. That's which is the smart. best. Re- that's one of the reasons why right. I love Rory's jokes so much. Right. Very good. And mm-hmm. but like. Yeah, Adam is constantly referred to as like you know Charlie's better half or whatever. Right, it's like, like, oh, I'm, I'm tired. Stuff. I'm tired of those jokes, honestly. Right. It's like you only get stage time because you've been sucking off Charlie, who won Madison's Funniest Comic two years ago, whatever. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, and they're kind of opposite looking. Like Rory's short, a little bit stockier. I mean, he looks like a high school JV wrestling coach because he was a high school JV wrestling coach. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Adam looks like a lacrosse hockey player. Everybody makes fun of him for having kind of a like they call it his pizza face. I mean, you could tell he definitely used to have acne in high school, most likely. Yeah, I mean, um, like, he's not a bad looking dude. I mean, he, like he, he gets laid. He's just I'd, I'd bang him. That's for sure, yeah, guys. I did put that on, <laughs> put, on, put, on, put that on the record. There's two things about me: I will kneecap Mickey Morello and I will bang Adam McShane. Bang Adam McShane. It's put on, that the record. on the record. Um, but like I said, Adam, he's a fixture in the Madison comedy scene. He got second or third Madison's funniest comic last year. Uh, he travels. He's one of the more, more prolific one. He runs a show at Buck and Badger. He does. The thing is, he, he I think he gets overshadowed by Charlotte a little bit because they travel together constantly, and it's usually like he's featuring for Charlie. Yeah. Whereas, like, I mean, and he started to do a lot more of his own stuff now. But I mean, like I said, he's coming. He's he's definitely uh, he's a fixture. He's in a good roaster, though. That, like all these people, they don't do roasts very often. Adam's done like a handful of roasts, and I think he's an amazing roast driver. And I think so. that that showed because Rory did a lot at the, especially at the end of wow. season two, and came like he did well in a tournament. Whereas Adam didn't do any in season two. He hasn't roasted in two and a half, three years, and then but he still, still came out really. Well, I, I don't know if you can really say that Adam hasn't roasted. Adam hasn't roast battled mm. uh, because no, like Adam no, does yeah. a fair amount of roast because like that's what he and Charlie would do for uh, stand-up democracy is sure, he, but that, that was yeah. almost all roast jokes right but that's that, well, that, a riffer with Charlie yeah, right he but, but he's never he it's different because it's pre-written and he's only he's only riff for us right. so I think he's a great writer and I just want to point that out um so what are we gonna we're gonna start with a clip here uh you want to start with a clip well, well let's talk about the first jokes okay. my, my clip ones are their second jokes got so it got Rory it. started off with um if he was a character in Lion King he'd be acne scar oh my great god that's fucking hilarious. Rory's are so Rory's are so good he's looked like um, Franklin or Frankenstein's brother if he took proactive um, the craziest thing about Adam is when you realize he doesn't have braces. Yeah, yeah. I know. Or, or he, when, oh he, when, he, when he talks and you realize he doesn't have braces, that's that was it. funny. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, um, I nearly then, died at that one. As I said, this one was close. It's just that Rory was great. We're not going to say one yet, but Rory was great because Adam had some good ones too. He looked like uh, Adam started off with um, Rory looked like a ninja turtle lost a shell. Great show. Um, he called him um, his favorite balloon animal. He looks like a spokesperson for gout. Um, 
I mean, right. love a good gout joke. Love a good gout joke, yeah. I mean, tell that to, uh, who's the guy with gout? Kyle Kinane. Um But no, I mean, that's how they both started. And these guys both stacked really well. It was close, and then it, some one of them just pulled away. And let's play, I'd say we just play the entire second clip of Rory's because that was just so funny to me. Good stack right there. <laughs> Adam looks like he rides the Ferris wheel alone and also works the Ferris wheel. <laughs> <laughs> You look like your favorite drink is strawberry milk. <laughs> I, I feel like Adam would be considered very attractive to women back when they didn't have the right to vote. <laughs> Boom. There we go. Attractive to women when they got, before they got the right to vote. But then, I mean, it's funny. What I think it's funny is because he did the thing about a Ferris wheel, uh, but then Adam came back with another roller coaster joke, which was, um, do you want to play that one or the wrestling one? Uh, let's do the uh, wrestling one. Oh, uh, yeah, because he said, okay, so Adam said about Rory after he did the Ferris wheel joke, he goes, well, you look like uh, you work on a roller coaster until you realize that you're not tall enough to ride one. <laughs> yeah. Which is great because he's a short guy. It's well written. Like, like you said, Adam's delivery is great. He's got the roasting delivery down. And this next one I think was his best one, that wrestling one. Let's play that clip. Yeah, Rory, uh... Wrestled high school boys. He wrestled in high school, and now he just wrestles with the fact that people assume that was 40 years ago. <laughs> Rory, Rory looks like the trainer at like a Ukrainian YMCA in the 70s. There we go. I will say, um, I, one of my favorite jokes of that Rory wrote, because his stacks were so good. He's like a Rich Demore. He's got that deadpan delivery. He stacks great. He said, uh, Rory said, Adam, you look like you listen to NPR to pump you up so you can talk to girls at bars. Very funny. Oh, my God. So good. And the thing, <laughs> the thing I really like about Rory uh, as well is most of his roasts were clean. Yeah. And they were non-formulaic. I mean, like, I, I know when I write roasts, I do a lot of formulas because it's mm. sometimes when you do a lot of writing it's hard to like kind of turn some of these jokes out so you fall back on doing formula jokes but all of these were like really original and they were clean they were just jokes you know i think actually hurt adam the one thing and i'll say this any any of you um newer roasters out there one thing that i will say hurt adam in this battle is rory did a joke and adam addressed how good the joke was he's like oh that's yeah. just a good joke and that gives the audience the impression that you already lost like you, you never address no, no. that uh, Rory, I mean, Rich, yeah. Rich never does that ever. He will never say that's a good joke. He'll just stand there like, all right, whatever. Yeah, but you have to. You just have to. You have to be like, that's a good joke, bitch. <laughs> you can't. You can't right. give it too much credit. Exactly. I think he kind of. He kind of sat in. I will say though, Adam, maybe the smartest roast joke I've ever heard in my life was Adam. He called him. A, he goes, Roy Roosh is uh, one of the one of the most rising stars in Madison. More specific. More specifically, a white dwarf. Great stuff. That, so uh, spot on. That was one of an astrology joke. That was one of my favorite <laughs> jokes in general, and like, mm -hmm. it, and it really hit me hard because like I, I've booked Rory in a show before, and in the press release write up, I said he's a rising star in the Madison comedy scene, and, and then it was the that white. I just died laughing. That was probably so my good. favorite joke of the night. Yeah, I'd that say so too. I mean, even though yeah, we're not gonna say you won yet, but he, the, that one was great. And then the next one, Adam had was great too. The um, the monster under the bed. Oh my god, that was, it's so, so that, that was my joke. favorite joke of the night. Okay, yeah. and it was a little meaner than the other. Can you jokes. do it justice? What, yeah. what was it? Yeah. Okay, so it was uh, it was uh, Rory uh, grew up in a bunk bed with his mother. So the only monster under his bed was a woman too afraid to leave his father. <laughs> 
And, Ooh, uh, that's, uh, a and, and that's fucking heavy. And, and, the thing, and the thing is, the crowd kind of they shied away on that. I get it; it's uncomfortable. But, well, let, but let me tell you, that is what roasting is about. Yes, like that's offensive. a good fucking joke. And yes. if there was judges on the show, they would have appreciated that joke. Yep. I don't care how mean it was, Rory. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, definitely thought it was the funniest joke. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, what you also, said, he was cleaner. Rory was clean. Yeah, Rory was cleaner. And also that monster under the bed, like that. The one, the one hit on that joke is that was a little inside comedy because people know that if, about him. Yeah, yeah. Like right. when you go to the roast battles, you got to have all those jokes land at right. sight line. You know, they got to be kind of like right up at the at the top level. And if you haven't seen Rory's material where he references this detail, right. that joke isn't as funny. Sure. But you if you know think, Rory's material, then you know that that well, joke is. You know, what I think that addresses too or touches on is that like like we said, Adam's done a lot of the going away roast for comedians, and that would be a perfect roast for a going away. Roast. Oh my be God. spot on. That's what you want. You want it to be mean, insidey, and cutting. Whereas Rory just like that's why the roast battle is a little bit different than a normal roast. It's gotta, like, especially at the comedy club, because not everybody knows the comedians. It's gotta be a little bit cleaner, a little bit punchier, and it's more about like wordsmith. Like I mean, it has yeah. to be referency, but not as referency as Will Eisenberg. Well, and also when we talk about the nature of the uh, big dis roast battle in Madison, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it is decided by crowd vote, and honestly, like. The mm-hmm. crowd vote, the noise, it's by the front of the room applause. Like the back of the room reaction is not heard as yeah. much up on stage. And right. that monster under the bed joke was a back of the room reaction yeah. because all of the comics in the back really went nuts for it. But mm-hmm. we're comics. Even better than that, it's so tight. Okay, so I'm giving my official most tightest jokes, not funniest jokes, tightest jokes to Adam McShane. All oh, right, yeah. I'd agree. With the white dwarf joke and mm-hmm. the mom joke. Yep. So word efficient. Yep. That is that is like truly lost in these ro- roast battles, and it pisses mm-hmm. me off when people are just like so wordy and like get to the goddamn punchline. Well, wait, you're mad about people being wordy? I, I mean, come <laughs> on. <you're, laughs> I, I, know what I know what you're trying to insinuate, dude. Let's see a goddamn transcript of my roast. I will show you how word efficient I am. <laughs> well, I, I think it goes back. I said it right when we started this this segment on this battle. I said it before, but like Rory, when he comes off stage doing a set, you just want to hug him. And so when you see somebody just being so mean, like you just want to hug him. Oh, that's all. Also true, yeah. That plays it's a hard, bit into it's it. hard to. I mean, it's hard it's to roast hard, somebody you feel bad for, right? Except for me, yeah. who beat him. But most mm-hmm. people have trouble with. Like, him. I mean, I have to. I have to be honest too. Is like, uh, you know, you guys were talking about like who's going to be your number one, or par- perhaps for this season three. Uh, my number one is actually Rory, and not just because he's a good joke writer and mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing, but like out of everyone, he has the best defense because trying to write jokes for Rory means you also have to outright his act because 90% of his stand-up comedy act is self-deprecating. He's already written all the good jokes about himself and he uses them on stage. I know. So if you do a joke about him not having a small penis, I'd be like, yeah, I got a small penis. And then you'll feel bad for him and the audience will clap at that. Yeah, exactly. I think think he's the hardest person to roast even though he's got a very unique look. He's short, you know. He does that Kiwi Kiwi joke in his own stand-up. Rory Rory's uh, biggest downfall is his will to write. Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. Rory's only as good as uh, he decides Dude, to write. He's but, young, and, and he I gets... hope you're, Rory. I hope you're listening to this, yeah. you dumb bitch. <laughs> it's from your friend Bennett. Okay, you go. You go write some more jokes. You funny. So, you funny. So drunk every night, yeah. man. Yeah. He gets blackout drunk. Yeah. What eight nights a week? Man, it's out of control. God, Jesus if, Christ, he makes me feel like a pussy. If there was a ro- <laughs> if there was a roast jo- if there was a roast joke at the end of every Marlboro Gold, 
you'd be phenomenal. But <laughs> right, I, Rory hits me up more. So when I hit up Rory, I'm sorry if I'm gonna say this on loud for but when Rory, when I hit up Rory when I'm coming back into town from a show or something or when I'm just wanna go out, I hit up Rory and be like, hey, what are you up to tonight? He'd be like, oh, I've just started drinking. You wanna black out tonight? Yeah. Every time he says that, you wanna black out tonight. And I'm like, I just wanted to drink. Here, I have this uh, great picture of Rory. Uh, it's out. He's outside of the Great Dane and he has spilled a brand new pack of cigarettes all over the ground. And he's, <laughs> he's on his hands and knees picking it up. Okay. <laughs> that's like Rory. And that's exactly what Rory is. You're gonna, you're gonna get. You're gonna understand him from that. Yeah, his, his life is that depressing. It's a. But he's got a girlfriend who loves him, and he's always happy. That's why I, I love Rory. He's so happy to see you, and he just wants to get drunk. It's such a weird dichotomy of being like sad and depressed and a drunk, drunken person, but also being like the smiliest, like most fun to be around. Nobody so, dislikes him. Nobody. Nobody, I don't, nobody dislikes has him. a bad word to say about I, him. I do. I got plenty of bad words to oh, say about him. Here we go. Edit him out right now. Yeah. But when it comes down to it, I mean, like we talked about it, I think you can kind of tell by how we were talking about it. Rory ended up taking it. Rory That's beat right. Adam Wilson. Like I said, Adam, one of the better prolific roasters in Madison, but Rory is a, he's a rising star. He's a white dwarf. Um, okay, cool. Let's talk uh, the Battle one, of this, one, this one's tough. Uh, I'm going to warn everybody listening right now that this one is very controversial, and you'll hear at the end what we're going to do because... This one was tough. Uh, I'll get into it at the end. Let's just talk about what they looked like. So the last one was David Fisher against David Chenlinger, and I was so excited about this roast. C- combined, the oldest roast <laughs> of all time. And fattest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's just right. No, no, that's not true. I think at one point, uh, Punswick roasted David Fisher. Oh. Uh, yeah, that was a, that was a <laughs> hefty, yeah, hefty battle. Or anytime Stevie's on stage. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah sorry, right. Stevie. She's not going to listen. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, but David Fisher versus Chenlinger. Chenlinger is, what, 180 years old? Uh, something like that, you know. He, he started comedy yeah. the year I was born, 1977. Oh, oh yeah. shit. That's right. Dude, did you I'm know, 42. Did you know, or, no, I'm 41. Did you know he How opened, old am I? Who the did, fuck cares? Did you know he opened for Carlin? <laughs> I believe it. I do he, that. He was I out in that. L.A. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, he's that old. He opened for Carlin. I think it's funny to me. Like, I just booked him on my Octopi show next month, and he's featuring for Martin Henn. Oh my and god! Open for Carlin. It's like what the yeah. hell? But I mean, he's just been doing this forever. Yeah, it's crazy, and it's like he'd open for Carlin, and then my dad got to watch him struggle to stand for fifteen minutes on stage. Oh. <laughs> if, the, if the amount of years he's been doing comedy, it was a girl, she'd be too old for me to fuck. <laughs> That's how long. <laughs> Not too old for me, but anyway. Well, like, old, like I mean, honestly, he's so old that like coming up in the end of July, he's like. He approached me. He wants to set up a play date for my daughter and his granddaughter. What? Well, he has, he that has, is the, like, that's not what we're looking he for. Has a, he has, a bit, he has a bit. He has a bit about being <laughs> sixty nine. And, and he's and, actually seventy. And, yeah, and he can't do that joke anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those, yeah that yeah. joke's older than Nick Lynch's jokes. Yeah, yeah he <laughs> hasn't been sixty nine for I don't know, like yeah. ten years. No, he's <laughs> old, but he's also a great comedian. Like I like his jokes. He's great. That's why I mean, he's very kind of slow with his delivery, which you hear during the clip. Um, but he's great. I mean, he's been killing it. And he went up against Fisher, who won Madison's Funniest Comedian in 2013. Correct. Before any of us had thought about doing comedy. So both really established comics. For sure. I mean, David Fisher, though, let's talk about what they look like. Because Schindlinger, you just describes him. He's just old. He's not really fat. He's just he's big. Tall. He's tall. He's old. He's Jewish. He's got a beard. Yeah, yeah you can get it. Um, David Fisher, on the other hand, it looks like he wears a trench coat to bed. <laughs> David Fisher <laughs> literally looks like the comic book guy from The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. says yeah. that. Yeah, and yeah. It yeah. sounds like it. Right. And it's, yeah, it's not even a good roast joke anymore because it's so accurate. It yeah. sucks. Yeah. And it was all the same, like, quips and references. Right. If you think Literally. he likes anime, he does. Yes. <laughs> yes, he does. But yeah, so that's what they look like, and we know what they look like, what they've done. Let's get into their jokes, because this game uh, brings us to our second Infinity Wars reference, <laughs> David Fisher's joke. The second one, I don't even remember what it was. It was just like... Something about blowing away, like... Dust. You know, yeah. 
Yeah. I, as soon as guys, if you say Infinity Wars, I'm I, done. My ears turn off. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to listen anymore. Right. And Tyson's over here grimacing. I wish you guys he could see it. it. <laughs> he loves it. He's so sad, but he's so butthurt because he loves Infinity Wars so much. Tyson, why don't you tell us why Infinity Wars good in two sentences? <laughs> I will not. Okay. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. Thank you. We did. Yay. All right. You got it. Um, you heard it. Okay. But I will say so. David Fisher. So the first ever roast battle at the comedy club. This was two years before I even started the roast, the big disc roast battle in Madison. Two years, we used to do like a just one tournament year round. David Fisher won the first ever roast battle in Madison. And when the first ever one was at the comedy club, and he won because he's a good roaster. He's very dark. He's mean. Um, but I think you know what I think. I think that the roasting has just taken off and I, not surpassed him as a comedian, but surpassed him in terms of he doesn't really understand the how to do it as much because I mean he doesn't get it. He doesn't come to the shows. He did like a I think he's roasted in the biggest roast battle twice. Once in season one. Once in season three. But I mean the people like. Will Eisenberg, Mick Morello, I mean, the champ right next to me here. You guys have actually, like, tried, put a ton of effort in, whereas David Fisher, you know, takes months off, thinks he knows how to do it, and then comes in, and then he gets his ass beat. Right. And so Yikes, what an indictment he there. <laughs> He's not going to listen. <laughs> he doesn't know how digital recordings are. <laughs> right. This is not uh, A-Tracks. But, no, the thing is, like, Dave, the thing about David is he's been doing stand-up forever. He's ever, great at stand-up. Right, I don't want right, to downplay that. Right, right. No, but that's, but that's his fault. It's like he's so good at stand-up, and he just, like, he start. you can't start doing roast at 71 because he's, like, <laughs> he, he expects to have, no, like, you, the same writing crossover. Uh, but he's never saying David Fisher. I was saying Fisher. Right. Oh, oh that's I, think, I think it just surpassed Fisher because Schenlinger, like, if you don't, uh, were you there when Schenlinger beat Stevie? That was really good. Oh, yeah, that was Fucking good. amazing. I had the, both the bartenders came up to me after and were like, that old guy was the funniest thing I've ever seen. And it was only because Stevie just wins every time and tries to come back. And when she just got stuck in her tracks by an old man making fun of her, it was hilarious. Whereas Fisher, on the other hand, great stand up. He's really dark and everything. But like I said, I think people are just. Not surpassing him in mean, stand-up. He's a great stand-up. He hosted a club. He features a lot of places. But he just doesn't understand how the roast battle has evolved. Well, I think in, 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 in this battle specifically, and one of the reasons why it wasn't the best battle of the night, was uh, both are very established doing stand-up. But when it comes to the roast battle, the show is about high energy. It's about word efficiency. It's about being quick and uh, on top of it. And references. they... Yeah. Both had really slower delivery than the sentence I'm saying now. Yes. Yeah, here, here's my impression of Schindlinger uh, ordering a Diet Coke. I, I, I'll, uh, I'll have a, a Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah, and then 10 minutes later, and be like, you know yeah. what? Regular. Uh, <laughs> I, actually, <laughs> I can't do it right. It's not bad, but that's no. what I'm saying. Is it's more because these guys don't get that it's it's formulaic, but it's not like it's not like cheese ball formulaic like it used to be. Like David Fisher's second joke after the Infinity Wars one was, "I'm gonna make this quick because David Schenlinger obviously only has hours to live." Yeah, and yep. it's like that's a joke that my like my mom would say to my grandpa, right? right? Like that mm. kind of thing. Um, I will say I'm, I was very impressed with David Schenlinger's formula of. Um, I've never repeating. seen anybody do that repeating yeah. where he's just like, I don't remember how he set it up, but he's just like, I'm just going to say everything that he says back to me. Now, I'm glad you brought that up because I mm. fucking hated that. Really? Uh, yeah, I hated that. I thought it was lazy. It's like he got a ton of laughs and it's like, it's funny. It's mm. funny, but it's just going to like continue to be well, funny. Well, let's do an example right, so they understand. Yeah. Let's do an example. So yeah. he'd be like, Dave Fisher was like, um, uh, you like the, you're like a Highlander, except you're no longer relevant. And then Dave, David Chenninger would come back. I was like, uh, David Fisher, uh, you Babylonian Highlander. 
And so he'd come back and kind of use his own joke against him, which played, but he did it the whole time. So yeah. It, w- it would have been funny, like, if he, he's like, I'm going to do, like, it was the whole premise of the setup was, uh, I'm going to be like Trump and just repeat back what you said. Ooh, you know? I will say, so, uh, not to cut off, but I will say that I like that premise, but before we get to that, we, I got to say David Sandlinger's first joke he said. Okay, he started it. it off, I will say this, I'll say it a million times until I'm blue in the face, don't roast a host. <laughs> so many people have done this to me and it never works. Yeah. Literally to this day, uh, I think, like, I can name One it. person. Yeah, it was uh, a no. Don't listen. Was, Don't listen. I'll roast Marty all I want. I've, I've roasted Marty in the past. Though? Yeah, this never works. Fuck that. He's a little sensitive bitch. Okay? I'm not sensitive. The audience doesn't laugh because I'm yeah. just a, my, I'm just a my official stance is Marty is a roast host, so he doesn't have to get roasted. Bring keep. Oh, bring, I, you should gauntlet throw. You should next t- roast battle. Me versus Bennett Brown, and I will take down the champ. I will take him down immediately. You think I run this shit? I will take you down immediately. I think that. All right, you heard it here first. Okay. It's gonna be Ben Brown versus. We'll close out the season. I'm uh, end of the season. I'm gonna write jokes all year, and I'm gonna <laughs> ruin this. Yeah, you're gonna need master. a whole year. You're gonna need yeah. three years. Oh, bitch! I'll roast you tomorrow. Let's do this. Yeah, I'll write nine jokes while you're oh, talking to oh. me during this. I will write jokes. Yeah, all right, we can't. We're supposed okay, to be. Sorry, we have yeah. eight yeah. empty cans at PBR on the table. Yeah. <laughs> that's, Wait till we get to the second part of this. The levels that have been going up on this recording. I just keep watching. Let's scream at the mic. Well, that's actually. Wait a second. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna bring us yeah. back. I'm gonna bring us back on track. You're talking Please. about the Schindlinger thing where he was don't talking roast about, the host. Don't roast the host. Besides the don't roast the host, he right. was also talking about like Schindler did a gimmick in his mm-hmm. roast where he said, "I'm going to do what Trump does and just repeat back whatever you say back to you." Yeah. And like, uh, I bad. will agree with you that. Uh, Bennett Brown in the aspect of why you didn't like it because it was like kind of lazy from a roasting standpoint. No, he's, he's, but but should have just done it one time. Let me fucking finish Sorry. Bennett Brown. Sorry. We're getting drunk, everybody. Jesus, <laughs> but, uh, like, but like honestly, I think the reason why it worked so well in that room because this is Madison, Wisconsin. It's super liberal. It's super like joke police. It's and if it, it's. It, honestly, it's smart. You might consider it hacky, but if you decide to like throw a quick "I'm going to shit on Donald Trump" reference into anything that you do, you're going to win the sure. crowd over. I think it's hacky, but it definitely worked. I think it's not hacky in a point of like like hacky. In my mind, is what David Chenlinger said about um, Fisher, where he's like uh, he won Madison's Funniest Comedian in 2013, and like past Madison Funniest Comedians have gone on to be on TV and done amazing things. And David Fisher is here. That's something you say at a going away roast. Oh yeah, and like honestly, there is one yes. thing that he did that is a, a personal pet peeve of mine. Um, just because you know, I work hard to put on shows and that sort of thing. I think Marty, you probably you, you may echo me on this, but like whenever anyone shits on the show that they're on or shits on the yeah. host that they're on, even if it's like an yeah. open mic and you're shitting on the open mic, like you're on that show, you're on the stage. Disagree. No, no, I think, you know, in, in mics, it's okay. Like, I let people shit on me at mics and make fun of me and roast me because I do that when I'm, like, I host Argus Mike. I let them do that because I make fun of a lot of people. But in this show, it's a newer show. And that, no, that, the room wasn't 100% full. But there was, like, probably, I think they sold, like, 100, 100, 100 to 120 tickets. And there was, like, another 30 comedians there. So it was about 150 people in that room. And I put Chenlinger on that show. And I'm not saying... If it would have worked, I'd be okay with it. That's the point. Is if anything works, nothing's off limits. Nothing ever. But that's that's, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Right. So a bad joke, where a bad joke roasting the person you're roasting, it doesn't really go against you. People just forget about it. A bad mm-hmm. joke against the host, people remember and they don't like it. So right. you are taking a risk for sure. The but there fun. is, but there is a payoff if you nail it. Sure, so, right? It's got to yeah, be, yeah. so, yeah, be funny. But he did it, and that's what hurt. But him. 
But this is what I'm saying. I always respect the roaster that roasts Marty and lands, and it gets laughs. It's never because happened. It happens. It no, happens. Nope, nope, nope. Oh, what an ego on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> All right, edit that one out. Uh, no, I'm telling uh, you, it really hasn't. Like, my official stance, get ready for future roast, guys, because uh, it's happening. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to prepare. I'm going to do them all improv. Oh, I hope you do. But, uh, but no, but let's play. Just so you know, let's. I just want to play one clip of Schindlinger just sure. so the audience can understand his delivery. That one, um, yeah, I've already lost thinking about him. Yeah. Thank you, David. I'll get you in a minute. Marty Clark. Oh. I'll let you down with the place. Growth uh, <laughs> matter used to be in a small place that held 40 people. He has moved it to a room that holds 200, so he can squeeze in another 20 people. <laughs> Uh, uh, people call me this thing was supposed to be easy, I don't think so. Um, to um, paraphrase one of my favorite jokes from one of my favorite comics, being in a roast battle with David Fisher makes me uneasy. Um, <laughs> actually, I've already lost. Because um, <laughs> I've spent the last week thinking about David Fisher. <laughs> See, that slow delivery and it works I love because that he's joke. old, he's 180 years old. It worked. Um, but then there, like I said, there's a little bit too, there's a lot of cheese in this one. There was the um like David Tenlinger said David Fisher was uh like going to be Batman because he's auditioning for the role of Penguin. It's like you could put so much more into that. Like he you look like uh Penguin from Batman if he raped kids. Like there's so Ooh, much more mm. you could put onto that where he just kinda like left it there. And he called him, he was like, um, David Tenlinger was like, Oh yeah, the only like time you've done charity is when Greenpeace saved him off a beach, like calling him a whale. Yeah. It's not terrible, but it was just like it was right there. Like other people know that you need like multiple facets to a joke. Whereas I feel like both of them kind of just like like David Fisher called it said he had a loose butthole, and so when he like when he poops or farts, it just like Wind whistling through an empty cave. And I was yeah. like just it wasn't quite there. I mean, I honestly, when it comes to this particular roast battle, I think mm. that we are going to give it an incomplete mm. for multiple different reasons. Well, and one to... of those reasons is Marty Clark. Let's <laughs> let's bring this. Let's let's talk about it right now. This is <laughs> yeah, I'll take fault for this. The right? Controversial take of this roast. Here's the deal, and we'll talk. We talked about it before we started re recording this, but I think uh, one of the issues was that. Uh, with David Chenlinger saying his jokes back to them, the rebuttals make it hard. So like I said, I keep this fair. I put so, so let me clarify what Marty's saying is hard here. Is him counting to four? <laughs> no. Is he having a hard time counting to four? It's five. five. And it, it's tough. You're, you're right. It's tough because... Way like, harder than four. So what happened is Chenlinger started it, and I, I, like, I always circle who started it, but then there were so many rebuttals that I lost track of who's, like, whose jokes was whose because David Chenlinger was doing his jokes back to him, and then... You guys have all counted. All you listeners have counted <laughs> out there. You know how hard it is. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's tough for some people, okay? I can't see colors, I can't count, I can't get laid. It's a tough thing, guys. My dad hates me. Um, <laughs> Which brings to a very controversial call. Martin, the, give him the call. We're going to call it a tie, guys. Oh, no! We're no! calling it a tie. The third ever tie in roast battle history. In the biggest roast battle history. We're calling it a tie because, and I'll, again, I'll put this on myself. I apologize. I already told both of them this was going to happen. I apologize to both because I cut it off after Schenlinger. But I will say, too, I kept trying to get uh, Fisher's attention because I usually ask people, like, hey, your last joke, just to make sure I'm on the same page the whole time. And Fisher would not look back at me. And I was yelling his name behind him. He wouldn't look back. And Schenlinger said he had one more joke. And so he got five and Fisher got four. So yeah. it was not fair. We're calling it a tie, guys. Yeah, so just like Putin, we're both at fault here, guys. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, we're calling it a tie. It's controversial, I know, but guess what, guys? That's what happens. All right. I try to keep this fair, and if I gave it to Shanlinger, because he won when we did the vote, Shanlinger won, but he had one more joke than Fisher, and so I can't give him the win. 
We're going to call it a time, and it's not like Shanlinger will li live long enough to be mad about this. So <laughs> there right. we go, guys. Yeah, Talk about all right, that was a tie, though. That was our headlining battle. Like I said, I, I mean, I think we all agree the best battle in my mind was Rory Adam. Easy. Oh, uh, easy. easy. Yeah, dude, that was one of the better battles I've seen, period. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was that was a great one. I was very impressed with that one. It was a good show. I'd say um, there were some ups. There were some downs. Uh, in terms, that was only se the second one we've ever had at the club. I, I mean, it's growing every time. There's more, been more attendance. We've been doing this for three years. If you were, I mean, either of you guys, did you ever see one at the Fountain, Bennett? Oh, yeah, I did. My first couple were at the Fountain. Yeah, okay. yeah. But so, like, at the Fountain, especially when I first started, the Fountain ones were so rough and tumble. Like, it was so weird. We've grown, we've grown so much. I mean, I think you can, you can agree with this, if anything that we can agree on, is that we've evolved so much as roasters, as a scene. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's become something mm -hmm. huge. But right. I do miss the Fountain so much. Well, the, it's gone now. Yeah. The, well, yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. No but, one gives a shit about your fucking nostalgia. Well, <laughs> I, well, I miss it, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marty misses way more. The roast, the roast used to happen uh, mm -hmm. after the Wednesday night mic late, and that's why I really so liked it. Drunk. That's uh, why everyone was it's like it started at eleven thirty. I started one at midnight once. That's why. It, that's why it rocked. Is everyone yeah. was hammered, and yeah. we would go, and it was like Let's get fucking it was drunk. Like watching a real boxing match. It's yeah. beautiful. Now but, we get all these and inside. Yeah. Now it's turned, well. Now it's turned more. Now mainstream. it's a bunch of tame, tame, sobered bitches. Well, it's more mainstream now. So wait, all right, just to get, just to get this right. You're lamenting the fact that there's an actually an audience for this now. It's yeah. like just drunk yeah, comics. 30 you know, like, drunk comics. Like yeah. we can't do only inside. Yeah, comedy. I wish it didn't mean anything again. Yeah, I know. Now, <laughs> now people will know you from roasting, right? It's right. like, oh um, shit, man. But no, I'm proud of success. I'm proud about uh, what the show's turned into. It's turned into something great. This was another good one. The next one is going to be, uh, it's going to be July 31st at the Comedy Club on State. It's a Tuesday. We have the local uh, talent showcase before then. It's the second half. It's going to start at 9:45 or 10. But show up at nine. Get there for the local showcase first a lot of great comedians uh going up before the roast battle great stuff there it's all turned into something amazing guys it's gonna turn in like i said if that place fills up biggest roast battle in the nation and this is gonna turn into the biggest podcast in the nation <laughs> but before we go we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna come back for our last segment and then uh we're gonna close this thing out don't go anywhere guys we will be right back this has been the biggest roast battle podcast see you soon goodbye <laughs> All right, guys, it's Bennett here. Uh, we got one more segment for Woo! you. Thanks for listening to all those roasts. We got two lucky boys here to take a shotgun. Ow! We got Marty and Tyson, and they're ready. You guys ready? That's right. Before the last segment, we always shotgun a beer. That's our new tradition. Here we go. In three, two, one. Zuck a dick. That's going well. Little spillage. Very clean so far. Marty wins by a little bit. But he didn't set his can up vertically, so I'm going to have to give it's it to not Tyson. Done. It's not done. It's Tyson wins. Tyson wins. Like, what was that, three seconds at the most? Yeah, very Woo! quick, very quick, guys. You can tell oh, me at home. That's how we get to the last segment, guys. It's called the drunk segment, the last segment. Before we get the hell out of here, we're going to do a segment, do some butt plugs, and get you guys out of here. Jesus Christ. And you know, the secret oh. to shotgunning beers is just relax your throat. Just dump it right into your belly. Just put like it in there, guys. Come. I mean, like, honestly. Put it in there. But before we get out of here, guys, uh, again, thank you guys for listening. But let's do one last segment. This is the drunk segment. This is where we get a little nuts, a little crazy, a little bit nuts over here. Uh, last segment we're going to do is uh, what we like to call the big dissatisfaction. Big dissatisfaction. Fuck Fun yes. new segment. We're going to be doing this with a guest uh, when we do our live roast battle podcast at the Rigby, third Thursday of every month. So let's get into this one, guys. We're in studio and we're very <coughs> drunk now. 
Let's start this bad boy off. Uh, our big dissatisfaction is just something that we are dissatisfied with. Something we are dissatisfied with. And let's start off with a guy who didn't shotgun a beer because he's got a dick in his mouth. Bennett Brown, what are you mad about right now? This is a fun one, guys. Uh, this is something that's actually uh, my mom's really mad about, okay? Went to a buddy's wedding recently, okay? Ooh. Now, a lot Two of... Two dudes? Uh, it was a... No, not... not like, I, I went to a gay wedding on accident with Dan recently. <laughs> we were walking... You married Dan? We were walking... <laughs> we were fucking, Dan the man gay right as we were talking about the man Gantman Madison local Uh, we're walking through (laughs) really on hiatus from comedy can't wait he's back back. he's He's back back. oh as of last Thursday he is back but Uh, um, is that the last beer Marty alright I'm just gonna switch to straight Dan the man Gantman we're walking through the park stumble into a gay wedding what are we park uh, Olin Park what do we really? do? What do, we do? Oh, who would have thought a gay wedding would happen there? Yeah, beautiful, <laughs> great, great place for a gay wedding. So we sat and watched the whole ceremony. It was beautiful. Uh, really? But back to my my straight uh, hetero wedding that I was at. Uh, <laughs> hetero wedding. Hetero wedding. Uh, oh, there's, a <laughs> There's the name of the episode. Hetero wedding. Hetero wedding. Um, so everyone at these hetero weddings now, they're uh, <laughs> they get like these they get like these big canvases. You're supposed to sign and you know say congrats instead of a guest book. And so they have this <laughs> giant. Oh, so like they're gonna hang it up in their house. Right, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's like they're going to spring out of bed like, look at that. Look, oh, like remember, remember when we used to be happy? Remember, yeah. right, be- remember right before Grandma died? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they they do that. It's a picture of them, though. And so they live in Las Vegas, oh. and they're like, you know, kissing in front of the Las Vegas sign or something. Gross. And I was in. Nice. And I'd like to say, so what did I do? I go ahead and draw a little tiny penis on it, okay? Little tiny. Not, not, so, so a self-penis. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, all right. But no, no, hold on. No, okay. one, more, one more thing. So it's like about the thing is I wasn't drunk when I did it. All my friends were like, how drunk were you? I was like, I did that. And then I enjoyed every drink after that. I was totally sober. <laughs> I want that on the record. <laughs> a dick record. Dick record. Yeah. Right. So you do a penis on their wedding photo? No, uh, on their wedding signature. Right. Thing. Did they know? Were they mad? Yeah. So what happens is uh, someone went and scribbled it out. Uh-oh. Okay. What do I do? I go draw another little tiny penis. <laughs> Right next to the scribble, because now it's funny, okay? Because <laughs> the scribble yeah. is in the shape right. of the original. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. exactly. Like, you know yeah. They just filled in my dick. So it's like, oh, and, it's, and it's funny Yikes. because, like, you would, I drew, I'm, guys, I'm saying this is so incredibly, like, whatever the average signature was, this was one tenth of it. Like, you would have had to really, really study uh, to find it. But after they yeah, scribbled like over, after they scribbled over it, go. everyone noticed the big black blob. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So my, my uh, in graphic design, that's called creating a bullseye. Yeah, yeah. All right. So like we've got a bullseye dick picture here, guys. Correct. So uh, BEDP. So my dad comes up to me and he's like, "Did you hear someone drew a penis on the canvas?" <laughs> and I was like, "The yeah. silver fox, silver or the fox white himself. Yeah, 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 God. yeah Snow White himself." So, uh, so he, John Snow, and he, uh, he, he's like. Uh, yeah, he says very matter-of-factly to me, and I'm like, I did that. Isn't that funny? And he's like, it's maybe a little funny, but your mom, I don't know if you've seen her lately, she really doesn't find it funny. And my, <laughs> and my mom comes up, and she's like crying, and she's like, somebody drew a penis on the wedding photo. Why is she crying? Does she know the people? Oh, she knows them. Our, our moms are friends, you know? And I, uh-huh. And then I was like, 
yeah, me and my dad were like, yeah, that's crazy. Because I, <laughs> so like, there's this unspoken moment where. Luckily enough, your mom is not a listener. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She will be eventually and she'll get over it. And there was like this unspoken moment because my dad hadn't said that he wouldn't tell my mom. And then she shows up and he's like, yeah, I don't know who did it. And I was like, <laughs> I was like cool. And, I, and then we were at a wedding, uh, wedding like two weeks ago. A wedding. And I was her. signing the guest book and he goes, no penises. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my girlfriend used to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah no penises. Be like, like, Oh, never mind. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> no penises. Jesus. So, so that's yeah, your biggest satisfaction? Was it yeah. with their reaction or the actual I was penis? dissatisfied with people uh, not loving it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, like, honestly, okay. the, the, the wedding at the Olin Park, they probably would have loved oh, having you like, drawing penis. a penis. Everybody right. signed like, a giant Well, they would have liked me to draw two penises. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <And> like, cross <laughs> holding, hold, holding hands yeah. with, with wedding rings on it. Yeah. Yeah. Two or penis rings. Yeah, yeah. It's the wedding cock ring. Yeah, I just call them wedding rings in the gay community. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wedding cock ring. That's the other the other name of the episode. Hashtag wedding cock ring. Header wedding cock ring. Header wedding cock ring. Yeah, Jesus fucking. Yikes. Uh, so shit. Wow. Well, I can't believe she was mad. Yeah, I know. What a crazy. I can't believe dumb. you made your mom cry at a wedding. <laughs> oh man, I'd do it other ways if it wasn't for that, you know. But anyway, the, the point is, I know my buddy. I know he thought he found it funny, and it's going in his house, so I don't give a shit. You know. But anyone else was offended, it's not going in their house. They can suck my balls. They can suck that. They can, you, yeah, they can suck my little cartoon balls. I drew them myself. Jesus, well that that pounds big dissatisfaction on people being mad about him drawing dicks on wedding photos. Yeah, tiny dicks, guys. T- tiny, tiny dicks, dicks. not even. A big one. He drew like a, a pinhead. He drew a gantman on there. Gantman deck. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yes. I heard he's hung like a horse. But yeah. let's not put that out loud. Yeah, I can uh, verify. Go ahead. What? <laughs> All right. Jesus. Uh, All right, we're gonna have to edit that out now. Uh, let's not. Uh, we're not gonna. But so that was your big dissatisfaction. Um, let's run Tyson's big dissatisfaction. I believe. Blowjobs are my big dis- dissatisfaction. I Tiny cartoon honest. penis blowjobs. Uh, no, it's what it is. Is I. Fucking hate blowjobs, honestly. That's all right. Like, I was at the bar. You just gotta meet the right guy. Oh, I know. (laughs) Like, honestly, like, some that can get like the right lip to teeth coverage. I mean, like, honestly. Why is there teeth involved? I'll tell you you exactly why. All right. So, uh, I'm at the bar uh, a couple weeks ago having a drink with uh, my good friends Marty and Allie. Uh oh. And, uh, you know, this drunk woman, like, wanders up apropos of nothing. Let's call her. Uh, and she uh, scream rejects me from one inch away from my ear and says, Tyson, I'll never suck your cock. I'm like, I wasn't asking. Yeah. Honestly, I just, I didn't. He gets I, that a lot. <laughs> exactly. I don't, I don't really know why. I solicited, I'll never suck your cock. I, yeah, exactly. It comes out of the woodwork. Apparently my face says, comes out of the my cock. I don't know what it is. Yeah, exactly. But no, I mean, and... <laughs> You know, she's in a production of, like, uh, uh, Slosh Shakespeare, so... Sure. You know, instantly what came to mind was, uh, methinks the lady doth protest too much. I think she's uh, <laughs> playing hard to get... No, honestly, no. That, You're starting to sound like Eisenberg. <laughs> I know. But no, quite seriously, she was fucking with me. This That's just a bit, but uh, I, I hate I hate blowjobs. And by the silence <laughs> at the table right now... You're wrong. Yeah. yeah I know. Yeah, 100% like, right. I... Uh, so I was talking to John Jack, yeah, Mike John Jack. It was uh, a plug. Yes, plugs. exactly. <laughs> uh, he was like, "You can't just say you hate blow. You can't just say you hate blowjobs, sure, and then not talk about your dick on stage." I don't like talking about my dick on stage, but it's like, all right, fine. So I can't stop. I, honestly, it's. Uh, 
<laughs> we were drinking PBR earlier. We shotgun to PBR. I was like, yeah, yeah I'm packing a PBR short boy. I think the uh, <laughs> the circumference greatly outdistanced the length. It's all girth, no why is, length. Why is that better for blowjobs? Because. When you're trying to hit the back of it, like you're going to ring one of those bells at a carnival? No, no, no. Just think about <laughs> it. Like, there's. You, there's there's no amount of lip that can cover teeth. It's just like, whenever they go down, it's like a certain amount of cheese grater action is uncomfortable as hell. I don't know if I, I don't know. Agree oh, with Surprise, surprise. So Tyson doesn't like blowjobs. Why? Because he's extremely wide dick. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, ladies. Yeah. But also, not long. Yeah. It's just, wide, it's deformed. Girthy. Yeah, I mean, That's a girthy it's gun. terrible. Uh, but... but the worst part about it is, so this is the big dissatisfaction, is you can't just tell someone that you're dating. is like, no, I don't like blowjobs. Let's not do this. And they ne- they're like, well, you haven't had a blowjob from me. I'm like, God damn it. And they're they always want to prove it. My they want to prove it. They, they always, wanna, they always it. want to fucking prove it. Right. I always and let them like, prove it. <laughs> 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 All right, fine. So like, twist my arm. You know, like, and honestly, like, you know, erotic noises and pain noises sound the same. So I'm like, oh, oh no, please. And like, right, uh, and like, I'm doing really good. And it's like, no, please. I'm really into you. Can we just have a regular And it's just, oh. It's terrible. Uh, I fucking hate it. Uh, I've only I've had one more. I've never heard everybody ever hate blowjobs so much I in their fucking, life. I loathe them. And like, What's I've, the key then? What do you, would you rather have? I've, I've only had one woman who like just went went down. She, uh, she looked at it. She's like, yep, I'm not up for that. And I was like, honestly, I've never felt Neither so, are you. Exactly. <laughs> I've never felt so heard in my life. I was just like, oh, uh-huh. you're listening to me. I had like a little moment. That's I shed so a nice. tear. I always I, cry during sex. I, I rubbed it on her clay and we went to business. No. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I do I do I don't like blowjobs maybe as much as the average guy because I have a very ticklish area. So you it's like penis. So it's like <laughs> area. No, no, because it's, area. Not, it's not the penis though. It's well, the balls. Your mom's it's, not listening. All right. You didn't so mention before your half it's, yeah. it's the inner thighs. It's <laughs> a, I have not mentioned that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. That'll be my next dissatisfaction. <laughs> 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 you mentioned it. <laughs> Whoops. But I like girls with like really long hair. If I'm like laying down, I can't enjoy myself. I, can, I only really like if I'm standing up because I get so tickled. Really? Like my stomach, I get tickled. I don't like a blowjob standing up because I feel bad for them. I feel bad for their knees and thighs like they're a catcher. Like I feel like it hurt to I like get bend down that far. No, I get them a pillow. I, I get, get them a, a pillow for yeah. what? For their knees, and I get got a what? I got a death Dude, chair. Get them 19... one of those catcher like yeah. shin things where yeah. they didn't sit down and it's more comfortable. Yeah, give them a little rest, give them some lumbar support. You know, they're <laughs> not. He, he gives them a squatty potty. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. I only get blowjobs yeah. when they're on a squatty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I only Jesus get blowjobs from girls on exercise balls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then they exercise your balls. <laughs> Jesus, I don't think I I I don't I don't love them. I think it's a it's a means to an end. I think it annoys me a little bit. Not like I don't hate it. I will have a blowjob. Anybody listening, please, <laughs> blow me. But but no, I don't. I'd rather just have JC sex. Brady. No, 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 no. Not great. Speaking of TV blowjobs, um, but no, I just, I'd rather uh, the sex is more fun. I mean, it's like it's like when you're um. You know when you go to when you go to like a Mexican restaurant, they give you chips and salsa. It's like I could fill up on this, but I'd rather have a taco. Sure, sure. Uh, that was so spot on, perfect. It's perfect. It's yeah, exactly like that. It's <laughs> almost as if he works at a taco place. Jesus <laughs> I'm yeah, gonna put that into a joke now. Yeah, just yeah. record that. Just send that that clip to me because that's a spot on, perfect analogy. <laughs> you don't fill up on chips, idiot. Like, <laughs> just yeah. to the tacos. Stick around for more Mexican food uh, metaphors. <laughs> yeah, catch me at the border. Right. Oh Jesus. Uh, and then I'll, I'll do my. I got. I got to satisfy my big dissatisfaction was what happened this last weekend so uh i got a toothy blow job from a mexican no. oh. 
Okay. Ay, 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 Rebecca! No, I got it. So I went home to, my, not really home. My family lives in Michigan. This could be weird to go to blowjobs to my family. And it's a big story about my dad. Weird. If only your aunts did more blowjobs, you'd have fewer cousins. Uh, no kidding. I have a million of them. All right? Blow somebody, aunts. Please don't listen to this, Aunt Janet. Um, so no, I have uh, my big dissatisfaction is with uh, my family. And here's what it is. I love my family. I'm going to put that out there. I have a big family. But... My dad fucking hates me. I mean, I'm 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 the black sheep of the family. Rightly, I'm the Rightly Caucasian. Show. Rightly show. I'm yeah. the Caucasian sheep of the family. <laughs> my my dad hates me. Uh, I'm not doing well, obviously, but I didn't make it any better this weekend. So I, I tried to do something nice. First thing I've ever done that has been nice. I tried to surprise my dad and my mom. Bad idea. Yeah, I know. Bad idea. Here's the thing: is I don't do nice things for people. It's not really my forte. Hey, it's completely unnatural for you. Completely I mean, honestly, unnatural. when it comes to the most selfish people I've ever met, it's Marty, mm-hmm. and it's one of the things you can count on. That's why I love him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm very consistent. Uh, and so I go down. I, I wanted to surprise my mom. It's her birthday. I haven't seen my mom, dad, or siblings in like two two and a half years, right? And so uh, it was my mom's birthday on let's call it July twelfth. And so I wanted to go surprise her for her birthday. And so they are in Michigan. And my dad texts me. He's like, hey, you want to come surprise your mom with your siblings and drive up here to Michigan? And so I was like, yeah, you know what? I haven't seen my family in forever. So I surprised them. My mom and grandma both cried. That was the cool part. My dad, on the other hand, still hates me for two reasons. So I'm at my grandma's uh, cottage. There's like 50, 60 cousins, aunts and uncles, everybody around. It was actually a small get-together. Uh, real quick, can I clarify? Your dad is big dissatisfied with you. Am I getting that correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. like, I think, I think my dad is like big dissatisfied with everything except for like his second and third family. So yeah, just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, look him up online. It's, uh, his name is... Bennett Brown's dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I go there, and here's the thing: is he already was not happy with me, even though I surprised my mom for her birthday. I show up. The second thing I did, I don't. I'm not doing. I'm doing this in opposite chronological order. Second thing I did opposite. was so reverse chronological order. Or like, all right, <laughs> reverse crown. So wrong. Oh, uh, <laughs> so the wrong exactly. way to say this. It's like uh, and side note for uh, you listeners out there: we have finished off one bottle of whiskey and a 12 pack of PBR, and we're starting on a bottle of whiskey number two. Oh, and this is just the start of the story. I have. Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, so we should. It's, it's like I said after the 4th of July we're at my grandma's cottage and uh, her neighbor comes over because she sees a million of my dumb family members out and he's like hey we have a bunch of fireworks for the 4th left over why don't you guys shoot them off me and my little brother let's call him Mick we grab the fireworks and we're like let's fucking do this shit so we get out on the, uh, on the dock and we light the fireworks the first three go great they're huge fireworks they blow up like industrial sized commercial fireworks they're awesome we saved the biggest one for last it's about the size of um i don't know what's a big box that you'd use like a fridge refrigerator box it's okay. seriously that big it's like a big jesus old, fucking christ that's that a refrigerator fireworks. yeah jesus. i'm serious it was a it was a finale and so like it took two people to carry the box out to the end of the dock and here's what this is where it gets crazy so the other ones were just normal size like about the size of like a microwave this one was huge so we like do, do i see like a, a jean pierre paul or whatever the fuck that guy's name is like john bottom no, the guy uh, was his defensive end for the New York Giants who blew his fucking hand off. Oh no, no, no! It doesn't go that bad. Oh, all right. Well, I'm looking, I'm looking at him. He's got all everything. So yeah. I got both hands. I'm jerking both of them off right now. It's what crazy. his brother? <laughs> his brother, there, guys. <laughs> oh, he's crazy. Uh, so me and my little brother, we like the thing. The other ones go great. We like the last one, the finale, the big industrial size one. We light it. The first five fireworks go off crazy. It's awesome. They're, they're colorful. I can't see it because I'm colorblind, but it's going off. It sounds fun to everybody else. And then one of them had such a force that it like shot the box off the ground and it turned this way. You guys can't see this but it turned this way towards my this grandma's way. house and family Marty. towards yeah. me <laughs> and all of my family and then like industrial sized fireworks started shooting at my family and my grandma's house and one came about three inches from my dad's face and then blew a bullet hole in my grandma's wall 
Holy shit. It's Isn't not it technically a firework hole at this point? Yeah. Like, I like yeah, to call it a bullet a, hole. Yeah, it didn't explode yet, so technically it's just the projectile. Project it yeah. yeah, it's still a bullet. It's, it's a missile. It's a missile. Missile. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> missile. Yes. Yeah, you yes. can tell we've all played D&D. Yeah. All right, oh, so like, so it's the missile fire. So, yeah. Marty, you were missing your dad. All right, yeah. So I'm missing my dad. I almost killed him then. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's mad. I almost blew up my grandma's house. A tree was so close to catching on fire. It was crazy. Everybody scattered like uh, like a black guy walked into a bar. It was out of control. Scott Schaefer. So that was a rough one, but then the worst I think worse than that was before this again reverse chronological order um, <laughs> my, We were playing volleyball because my family's the worst we we're playing like group volleyball There was like five teams and we were playing and on game-winning point is that we had 24 to 20 we We're about to get 25 somebody sets me up and then I without looking who's in front of me I spiked the volleyball as hard as I can and I broke the glasses off my dad's face yeah, I'd hate you too, Marty. God damn, you're <laughs> awful son. So, uh, my family life's over here. Yeah. My satisfaction is with my own garbage relationship with my right. family. Yeah, and Marty's, Marty's over here like, yeah, my dad hates me for these two things. It's just years of neglect in between. <laughs> years he, of neglect. Yeah, these two things just, they kept him from coming around. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not where the hate comes from. Exactly. And when he says he jumps up to spike the ball and he didn't look, he looks. Hey, oh, my son comes. He's like, I'm, six, eight, I could see him. Yeah. I'm sending a message. This guy's a fuck. It was a kid's thing. volleyball. He palmed it and he threw it in his face. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. even during volleyball. I just threw yeah. a ball at my dad's face and broke his glasses. So I'm the bully. So speaking of homoerotic volleyball. <laughs> yeah, right. We, play, we acted out Top Gun is what I'm trying exactly. to say. And like, mom likes kiss. to blast his dad in his face. I mean, yeah, <laughs> blasted it all over his face. Broke his glasses. Almost killed him with a firework. That's my big dissatisfaction, guys. It was a rough weekend for me. This has been, Let's before we end this, guys, let's do our time out of tradition as the butt plugs guys we're gonna do our butt plugs that's our plugs coming up we all have shows Ooh. coming up guys we all run our own shows here go to localmadisoncomedy.com to see all the shows coming up but before we end this thing let's talk about what we got coming up uh tyson what do you have coming up on the docket on the docket all right so uh this one's coming out real soon hopefully we'll have this uh podcast drop before this comes out yep but it is mm-hmm July 21st, the hearty har for Captain Bar. This one's really close to the heart. Can we real quick talk about that? Because that was yes. crazy. I mean, this, I will, have to. this will even, uh, this, I think this will like stick with it, even if people listen down the road. So in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, which is like probably, what, 10 minutes, 20 minutes north of Madison, um, there's this bar that it just exploded. Like it yeah, was a gas, gas leak. leak, gas leak, natural gas leak, and uh, the guy like he evacuated everybody, and then the guy who owns the bar went back in, then exploded while he was in it, and he's a firefighter, and unfortunately he's a great dude. Like um, he actually has um, a GoFundMe up right now. If you search for Captain Bar GoFundMe, we'll put in the links to this actual. This well, because he's, he's a great dude, and what's crazy is I was gonna headline a show that happened on a Tuesday. I was gonna headline that show on Friday, and so. It was just crazy. Like a contractor apparently hit a pipe, and the whole thing, the whole block exploded. Not even just that bar. Yep. They went across the street to get glass nickel. There was an apartment building next to it that exploded, and this guy died. And uh, he's a hero. I mean, he's got a family and everything. So all of the proceeds go to him. Yeah, honestly, it, it, mm. you know, you've heard of insult added to injury. This is injury added to injury because yeah. uh, Captain Cory Barr was the captain of the volunteer fire department in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. Yeah. He was in there uh, evacuating people and putting out the fires, and there was a secondary explosion and uh, the damages from that. And other firefighters were injured as well. And mm-hmm. uh, honestly, Crazy. Uh, it, it, yeah, it made nationals, but it, it was mm-hmm. it, it's 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 a double hit because he owned the bar. And he was the volunteer captain of the fire department. So he's in there trying to save it. His bar blows up. He's there trying to fight fires. Then uh, pass from this. 
and it's I don't like bring honestly, down, but like, his family was outside. Yeah, and like when we talk Oof. about things that are tragic and like yeah, this, when it not comes to get real like, for a moment, but this is real stuff. Yeah, and so like this show, uh, there's a there's a local volunteer firefighter who also does comedy, Devin Carroll, and the bartender from the bar house, which is the the, the establishment the that. He ran a show as one of the best shows in town. It was the uh, uh, Hardy Hard Comedy Show at the Bar House, uh, and that's Rob Zabel. So we got Devin Carroll and Rob Zabel mm-hmm. are banding together. They're going to move the Hardy Hard Show for one time only. So it's Hardy Hard for Captain Bar, July 21st, and every person who's on that show mm-hmm. isn't going to take a dime of payment. All of the proceeds from the cover is going directly to Captain Bar's family, and every person who's uh, performed on that show also performed at... The bar house, mm-hmm. so it's, it's, it's a very pers- it's a very personal show. It's definitely right. something that uh, it, it hits close to home. But you know, as comics, time plus tragedy equals comedy. We can joke about this maybe next never. Week. <laughs> <laughs> but like honestly, it's true, um, if you guys can make it out, it'd be an awesome, t- awesome. Right. And even like I said, if you're yeah. listening to this months down the line, I mean, if it's, if it's later down the line, there's still probably going to be a GoFundMe up. Just search for um, Captain Bar on GoFundMe and everything because his family, obviously, I mean, he's got a wife and kids and everything. So support him, support Sun Prairie. That yeah. whole block blew up. So I mean, it's it's a huge loss for Madison and our surrounding communities. So come on out to that show and support everybody. All right, uh, the next show after that, uh, Marty's going to plug because I think I'm going to be uh, reprising my role as DJ Nuggets in this skinny dip comedy show. I'll let you tell people about that. Uh, The next really big show that I've got coming up for me is I run a show in my hometown of Baraboo, Wisconsin. It is Comedy Night at North Shore. That is on... Love that show. I did it. Friday, August 3rd. Uh, Marty was our, uh, like... Feature last time. Yes, he was the the ultimate feature on that show. Uh, Like, Marty, that was... Fantastic show! It's a it's it's right it's right on like I'd say the border of Devil's Lake. It's a great great venue. It's got like a banquet hall in there, a huge room. Everyone was really supportive. Come on out, even if you're not in Baraboo, just come on out, make the drive, go to Baraboo. It's an amazing show, guys. It was so supportive. Fantastic room. Come on out to that show. It's awesome. And honestly, like I'm gonna be hosting that show. I run that show. I produce that show. But also, we're gonna have special treats uh, coming up from Austin, Texas. Wisconsin favorite Martin Hen's going to be headlining that show Uh, We're going to have David Lewis from Milwaukee Featuring and we're going to have Local favorite Vanessa Tortolano who's going to do A feature and honestly like the way that she's going to Do it and is the way that you guys should do it too Is she's going to get a campsite at Devil's Lake And make her family camp out while she goes and does comedy But like hey local comics You want to come up camp out and then come to a show. Yeah, let's all yeah, we'll carpool up there, guys. It'll be a fun show. Like I said, one of the best venues in Wisconsin. So much fun. Go out to that show. Yeah, I really, I, I bill it as the best comedy showcase outside of Dayton County. And honestly, definitely I think the it's biggest. True. Yeah, definitely yeah. the biggest, and maybe the best. Yes, for sure. But yeah, it's huge. It's awesome. Great room. Come out to that show. Cool. And then uh, bittersweet. Uh, bittersweet. So like the bittersweet uh, show has not been particularly scheduled but we're going to line that up for september bittersweet show is stand-up comedy and story slams it's a, how exactly does that show work if you want all right so it, it is an interesting show it is probably one of the most unique shows in i don't I mean, know in, uh, in, around west yeah because like i you know i keep looking at other comedy scenes to see if they have something like this and there's not a lot of shows like this mm-hmm. so it is story slams where you don't even need to be funny. So it talks about a serious detail of your life. And then I call them a callback story because a com- comic will come up, tell about a difficulty in their life. And then after brief intermission, there's the second act. 
and the comics will come up and tell the joke that is a callback to their story because all of us comics, when it comes down to it, it's time plus tragedy equals comedy. It's how we turn yep. what happens in our life into jokes. And I'm actually going to rebrand this show as time plus tragedy equals comedy. So that will be Bittersweet Volume it's a Four. Very, it's a very innovative show. I mean, there's a lot of just normal stand-up shows around, but that one, it, exactly like he said, it's a lot about tragedy. It's about being personable. It's about um, making everybody just feel you as a person, and it's a connection that you won't usually make. And then they take the intermission, and they come back and they tell jokes, pretty much that relate to the story. Oh, totally. Yeah. Which is crazy. That's a great show. Uh, so watch out on your Facebook uh, again. Follow Tyson Purcell on Facebook for Bittersweet Comedy Show. That's great. You'll see it on Facebook in September. That's going to be a great show. Bennett Brown, what's coming up for you, my motherfucker? Hey, guys. Uh, I got a pretty good August coming up. Uh, August 11th, we're having our Backyard Comedy Show, which I run with Si Young Sun. Which is uh, fucking hilarious. I love it. It's a high-energy show. It's the only outdoor show in Madison. That's super fun. You're not supposed to have comedy outdoors, but we fucking did it. Listen, guys, we have a keg. Yeah. It's free. It's very do-it-yourself. It's super fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's Saturday the 11th, and then the 16th, the following. The 11th of... August. Yes. Yes. August 11th. Um, then the 16th of August, I'm going to be in De Pere, Wisconsin, in the green room. De Pere? Uh, yeah. You know, you can spell it. Uh, <laughs> De Pere, Wisconsin. <laughs> Come out to whatever the fuck that town is. Okay. Really? Uh, can Marty and I honestly not spell this? I spell I'm not sure. Sure. <laughs> it's D E space P E R E for yeah. sure. There we go. All right. <laughs> I don't know how to say it, but I can spell it. And, uh, and I'm going to be there on the 16th. And then uh, come out. Uh, Brooke Whitehead runs a show, uh, a new show. In Stevens Point, that's going to be at this uh, bigger venue. It's at Main Street Taps. It's called Main Street Laughs, or a better title probably that we're going to come up with. And uh, <laughs> so that first show is going to be on the 30th. Um, of August again? Of August again. Hell yeah. Busy August. Uh, it's not going to be like other – I mean it's going to be very much a stand-up show, but it's not a showcase. So we're going to get a headliner every uh, month. It's a really big room, guys. It can fit a couple hundred people. They usually have concerts there. So if you want to come and see like a very professional uh, – like either Chicago, Minneapolis, or, or Wisconsin comedian do a long time, do 45 minutes, uh, you can mm-hmm. see that up in point. And they don't get a lot of headliners up there. So yeah, make, oh, the, make, make the drive out. Make the drive out, guys. It's going to be a fun show. I mean, Stevens Point, it's, Madison is a great team. Milwaukee's got a great team. But there's a lot going on the rest of it. I mean, Baraboo, Stevens Point, there's a lot going on. So make that trip up, guys. That's going to be a really fun show at the Main Street Tap House. Main Street Tap House. And Stevens Point's kind of interesting because, like, two of the, like, newer to the Madison scene, but, like, rising stars are from there. We, Rory and Brooke. Rory Rory and Brooke Whitehead mm-hmm. are from there. And, and AJ Grills from there also. That's right. Oh. So make the drive up. I mean, if you live in, you know, if you live in Wisconsin Rapids, if you live in Chippewa Falls, make the drive up because I know for a fact that you guys have zero talent there. So <laughs> <laughs> make the drive up, guys. Go to the Main Street Town. all yeah. leave the area and come to Madison. That's right, guys. <laughs> It'll be the best show in a 50-mile radius. Easily. <laughs> and uh, and then, then for uh, for me, guys, uh, Marty here, we got... um. I, I mean, I don't know if this will come out in time, but uh, probably will not. Tomorrow, but it's not going to happen. But tomorrow, I'm going to do, you're talking about Brick Whitehead, the last ever show at Kristen's Riverwalk in Stevens Point. The last show ever is uh, the 20th of July. That's going to be up in Kristen's Riverwalk in Stevens Point. Then the next day, like Tyson talked about, we have the Brink Lounge show for uh, Captain Barr. That's going to be fun. Like I said, all the proceeds go to him. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we put up a whole bunch of stuff about them. We A lot of us have a really weird connection to him. Like we, I mean, yeah, really. He has really made uh, a name for himself and his family in the community. Community. And so, even if you don't make it out to that show, if this comes out later, guys, just just Google search Captain Bar Sun Prairie, and you'll find you'll find the links, guys. Just go and support his family because they just, I mean, he's got kids and a wife, and so please do Sun Prairie. Like, like I said, I mean, natural or national news. My aunt texted me. She's like, "You hear what happened in Sun Prairie?" And I'm like, "Yeah, idiot." 
I mean, yeah, I that. played there. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah, heard that. Uh, but yeah, so that's going to be the, the bar house. That's going to be a fun one. Um, other than that, guys, I got Skinny Diff Comedy Show. I run a comedy show that is half, or not really half, but it's comedy meets burlesque. It's at the Nomad World Pub in Madison, Wisconsin, guys. It's down Wilson Street. It's going to be fun. Uh, DJ, uh, DJ Nuggets is there. It's going to be fun. That's going to be uh, July 29th. Skinny yeah. Diff Comedy Show. Wait a second, Marty. Like, like I don't know if people really understand. Can you explain what... Skinny dip comedy really is. I can, yes, I can. So that bar, I, 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 so I like doing gimmicky shows, and this is maybe my favorite one, other than the roast battle. It's probably number two. But this show, uh, everybody goes up there, and there's going to be like six comedians. It always ends with one burlesque artist. But before that, there's six comedians, and they take their clothes off and get down to their skivvies for your entertainment, guys. It's a five dollar cover, and that cover will get you in. You're going to see some of the best comedians in Madison and the surrounding areas, guys. It's super fun. It's very body positive, guys. I've had, uh, it's very supportive of the LGBTQ community. We've had at least one trans or bisexual or non-binary person on every show. It's going to be great. Please come out to that. It's very supportive. It's going to be the 29th at Nomad World Pub, the Skinny Dip. That is the last Sunday of every month. Other than that, guys, I am going to be at the Boss Meadery Show, August 2nd. Boss Meadery down East Washington in Madison, Wisconsin. I'm going to be featuring that show for my, uh, Martin Hen, my buddy. It's going to be a very fun show. I'm working on a lot of new stuff then. Other than that, uh, I have um, an... Uh, uh, let's see, August 10th, uh, my Occupy Brewery show. So Occupy Brewery in Wanakee, very close to Madison, north of Sun Prairie, or west, I guess, right? West of Sun Prairie, north of Madison. West of Sun Prairie, Occupy Brewery, guys. By the way, go check that place out. But Occupy Brewery, I run a show there the second Friday of every month. The next one's going to be David Schenlinger, who you heard tonight, is going to be featuring for Martin Han. I host that show every month. That's going to be fun. I also, as you heard me talk about before, I host a Drunken Spelling Bee, where anybody can show up, free to sign up. Almost everybody wins prizes. The top four people win money or swag from. We have a sponsor every month. The next one is uh, Loganitas. Come out to uh, August 12th. The spelling bee again at Nomad World Pub. Other than that, uh, again, I have Skinny Dip. Uh, the next one is going to be August 26th at the Nomad. And then the roast battle, as we talked about, is going to be the 31st of July. And then the next one is going to be August 26th. That one is the last Tuesday of every month at the Comedy Club, guys. We have a lot going on, but guess what? I know you guys all forgot all those dates. Go to localmadisoncomedy.com. We have so much happening here. Please, bookmark it. Please, I run the Argus Open Mic every Monday, guys. There's a ton of shit happening here. Like I said, when I started out in Madison, it was uh, it, was, it was tough. There wasn't a lot going on, and now it's just it's blown up. We have one of the best scenes in the nation and in the Midwest. Please come out. Comedy Club on State. Check it out. Roast Battle, guys. This has been the Big Dis Roast Battle Podcast. I want to thank, uh, for the first one ever, I want to thank, to my left, Tyson Purcell. Yes, the resurrection of the Rose Battle Podcast. So happy to be on it. We're coming back, guys. Tell your friends. I'm telling you guys, like our Facebook page. Tell your friends. We're on Spotify, tuned in, iTunes. We're on everything, guys. Listen to all of our podcasts. It's going to be awesome. And to my right, guys, the reigning champion of the Madison Biggest Rose Battle. Give it up for Bennett Brown. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for listening. Yes, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. I've been your host, Marty Clark. I will see you guys next month. I'll see you at the Rose Battle Podcast or at the Rose Battle on uh, in the Comedy Club. I'll see you at the Little Dis Rose Battle at the Rigby. Thank you for coming out. The next one's going to be live on Facebook and uh, and YouTube and Tinder. Thank you. I've been Marty Clark. Goodbye. Ooh.